The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. It's a brand new episode. And uh, it's, uh, well, the name of the episode is Goodnight Stan. We didn't get a chance to talk about the passing of Stan Lee because we put the show to bed on a Sunday evening and we didn't find out until Monday that he had died. So uh, this is a few of us sat around, a few memories of Stan, but it's not all sadness. We have a lot of great stuff. If you stay till the end, Jimmy interviews the stars of uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, such as John C. Riley or Sarah Silverman, that sort of thing, and the stars of Robin Hood. Uh, it's a star-studded edition of GeekShowPodcast.com, thanks to Jimmy Martin. So, uh, yeah, we got a fine little episode here happening. And, uh, of course, our returning champion, Rebecca Frost. All right, I want to thank our uh, sponsors for making this party possible. Of course, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. They're open seven days a week. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, Cabin Fever, uh, serving the Wasatch Front for over 35 years. Want to take a sec to say thank you for your continued support. Located in historic Trolley Square at the corner of 5th South and 7th East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a geek store. The Twin Sons Cafe, Chef Daniel has started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license, that kind of thing. So if you go to GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons Cafe, that's S-U-N-S, Twin Sons Cafe, it'll pop right up. Black Velvet Boutique has finally moved to their new location at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. A couple of blocks, but it's a nice new location. Open seven days a week. Go down and see them. And uh, mentioned the radio show that I work on, Radio from Hell, for some special discounts. Haster Games, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products as well. They're at 6831 South State, open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. And the Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall. Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583 and use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Also, Booze Teak. Shop Booze Teak on Small Business Saturday. That's November 24th to support your local lady-owned business. And if you uh, tell Ivy or anybody at uh, at uh, Booze Teak, Geek Show says, hey, you'll get 15% off of your entire purchase. Great for holiday gift giving. 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open uh, Monday through Saturday, 11-ish to 7. All right, so let's go. Name of the episode is Goodnight Stan. Have it for you after a message or two. Please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. 
find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe and Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive, fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. And welcome back to the basement. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shazam. We're Shazam. We're back. Hey. Is that freestyle? Is that what you're doing? No. Nope. Yeah, all. hit a fr- hit, bust a rhyme. <laughs> I thought I've broken a lot of rhymes. You don't want to hear me do it again. <laughs> no, I that was the worst rap I ever heard. <laughs> I know, man. Come on, man. Just, I've just, broken just... a lot of rhymes. <laughs> I do it all the times. Yeah, that's see, that see? was easy. They got it. No, but you got to do it now. No, you got to do it. I didn't know we we're gonna. Tony, Pony, macaroni, go. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she oh, is. There you go. You could do the rap that three the in kids, a row right there. You could do the rap the kids did against me you. when I was five. What's that? Lee the P, the big fat P, can't climb up the biggest tree, and then I cry. Oh. Slow down so yeah. I can oh. remember this. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think we all have one of those, don't we? Yeah, I, I think I've got one. Yeah. Frosty the Snow Woman. It's the, to the tune of Frosty the Snowman. Oh. But just replace Snowman with Snow Woman. Kids oh. are clever. Yeah. yeah. They are yeah. so clever. Well, I remember, I remember being like five years old, and then uh, my mom had to call the fire department to get me out of the tallest tree because I was going to prove those fuckers wrong. Uh, and? I climbed the tallest tree. You guys all got teased because of your names? Yeah, yeah. Mine was uh, Carrie the Fairy the Big Fat Blueberry. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Where'd the yeah. blueberry That's part elaborate. come from? It rhymes with Carrie the Fairy. Uh, yeah. Okay. You wore a my, my real name is Jason, and so they would always say you're you're not nice and you like hockey and you kill people that's not very good <laughs> they were I very would, not creative people Man, I, would, County I is would white. yeah i, went I didn't have one of those until i was in high school and it was just hey homo <laughs> yeah. yeah i got that a lot cypress in the 80s i just got a lot of tony baloney <laughs> tony baloney that's tame. See that rhyme? Yeah. You busted a rhyme. Tony yeah. Baloney <laughs> likes macaroni. <laughs> uh. That's that's as far as I thought ahead. Oh. He likes macaroni. <laughs> he's quad T. Tony. Too tall Tony. Yeah. He's full of baloney. Huh. Hey. Chippa, 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 That hurts. Chippa, chippa, Low like sandwiches. Oh, okay. Samurai Chimplu. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony if you feel the need. And uh, if you're nasty. Ev- other- <laughs> well, <laughs> I go under a different. Non de plume for I'm Twitter yeah. for that. Hey. Now, then he's Tony the Baloney Pony. That's right. That's yep. where things get nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, ch- or on the yeah. gadget spot every other week or here every week on the Geek Show. All right. It's the worst rap he's ever heard. He's Shannon Barnes. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking terrible. Oh. But you're trying. Thanks. Let's hear you do I better, guess. Shannon. My name is Tony. Uh. <laughs> I like my. Oatmeal bony. Oh. I don't know, sorry. <laughs> what? That was the best rap I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Ups and downs, right? Yep. So yeah, you know, my life's great. Here we go. Um <sighs> Prepare yourselves for this. It's just sorry, a- I was just reflecting for a second. Um <laughs> oh. 
Come to my pub quiz. It's a, it's it's, a great, I'm happy it's a great pub there. quiz. Yeah. You got you got charming co-hosts. I got I got yeah I got I got uh, the Brian Young. You got if the he's pa- there. You got the Patricias. I always got Patricia. And she's, she's there. She, I she's, wish you would stop great. gesturing to me when the you're Patricias? mentioning these I'm, people. Well, I'm gesturing uh, into the Phantom <laughs> Zone. It happens. It's fun, you know. And we do it at eight o'clock. Lucky thirteen. Fucking shove a burger in your face if you're so inclined. It's delicious. It might be made of an alternate meat. If you're nasty, like yeah. bison or turtle, mm. orphan. Orphan. They do those. Orphan turtle. On Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. Right? It's a little experimental. Yeah, it's it's Wild Game Wednesday. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I won't even judge you. <laughs> You're free to do what you want. The Is rhinoceros was like, I wanted them to taste me. Yeah. It's like, I may be the last white rhino. Is this part of the freestyle? <laughs> no, no, I was just like, yeah, I'm like, no. is this Tony, a rap? Yeah, Tony, I, this is spoken word. I, I was just like, I was just like, they haven't rhymed in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of rhinoceros? Like you know, Jewel and her poems. Yes. It's like that. That my was name more. Is, my <laughs> name is Rhinoceros. My rhymes are bottomless. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's I the, stole that. I got you. That's the best joke from Concords. that song. C, yeah, C minus. I stole that from Flight of the Concord. He won't even judge you. He's Lee George Cade. I'm not here to judge, ladies and gentlemen. Really, in my lifetime, I've done some questionable things. That's yes, he has. Lord now, this I've definitely is a spoken word. Uh, I've seen some. Uh, Shannon's actually probably. Uh, I might I've actually participated in some. I may be here on this planet because of some questionable things I did that Shannon pulled me back from the brink of. <laughs> but that's okay. Believe it or not, folks, I can be the voice of reason. And, and sometimes the voice of reason is very loud and can penetrate the drunken haze that I'm trying to view the world through. God damn but, it, no! Yeah. <laughs> That's a freeway! We can't swim in those! Don't put that in your mouth! Put it in your butt! <laughs> what? <laughs> your rhymes are bottomless, too. Yeah. Oh, no, no, there's plenty of bottom there. Yep. My goodness. So, uh, you know, in life, sometimes you stumble. Yeah, that's true. You may not stick the landing, mm-hmm. oh, but always try to land on your feet. And? Oh, hey. Yeah. What, where's the last one? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to oh. introduce myself. Uh, I, no, it's like, got to end with an umble, like uh, your, the, the stanza Grumble. setup that you had. I had a stanza? Once upon a time, it was, uh, it was a Nissan stanza. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I th- and I thought you were quoting Casey Kasem, but I, anyway. I, well, I can't right. quote Casey Kasem. Uh, folks, I, I have some articles on Bleeding Cool. I'm covering, uh, I'm covering tabletop games. And uh, hopefully soon I will be covering even more than that, like tabletop games with cards. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good stuff. So Bleeding Cool, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying writing. And uh, I'm still doing uh, painting. I am the painter in residence at Shib Games in Murray. Uh, so if you ever have painting questions, like uh, friend Sierra and Jeremiah came in the shop last night to talk about paint. And I'm, that's what I'm there to do. I'm there to talk to you about oh, paint because yeah. you know what? Painting is really cool. It's good for you, especially in these troubled times. The world is on fire, mm-hmm. which means your paint dries faster. In California, oh, okay, on fire. I, so, I didn't know that. So you're like the golf pro of I am. I'm the, the game golf, shop. Yeah, I'm the paint pro. Okay, Lee I'm Trevino's the, golf challenge. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want to know, if you want to know, putting challenge. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, okay, Lee, I need to know: do I use do I use Vallejo game color, or do I use Vallejo model color, or do I use Vallejo air color? And I'll I'll follow up with, well, what are you painting? You're like the paint pro from Windows 98. Yeah, but I'm not Bob Ross because that motherfucker is a hack. I see him more as a clippy from you know from Microsoft Office. You know Bob Ross was a fucking uh, <laughs> he's a drill sergeant. He was a, yeah, he's a drill sergeant. Yep. He's a fucking he was a TI in the Air Force, a training took, instructor. Took, took up painting when he was stationed in Alaska because he was so fucking bored. All right, ladies, it's time to line up. Let's no, all line up all and out. stand straight like a happy little tree. <laughs> I think he got he got all the anger out being a drill sergeant. Maybe he did. Yeah. 
Uh, he knew that Bob Ross was a drill sergeant. He's Jay Whitaker. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy. It's your friend. All the way to the end. <gasps> what the? That's right. This is what we signed doing up for. This is what it. we signed up for. He's doing it. Yeah, this is what, what we signed it. up for. He's doing the thing. Look at yes. him go. I'm Look do at it, him go. All right, let's see. let's see. I don't know what's going on. Um, hey, he was making the wraps. I was making the wraps. Oh, were you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I want turkey. Well, yeah. the moment's done. <laughs> Actually, I was, I I was going to. I'd like an Italiano. I was going to continue to see what's next on the menu. You feel me? Yeah, that's right. My name is Jay. I'm on the microphone. I'm I'm on the podcast taking shot of 2018. Oh, put that shit down and give y'all my plugs. Shout out to all the Geek Show fans that show a brother love. 2018. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Look at motherfucker. Yeah, I got some more dates. I give you more and more. Jason (laughs) Derulo. Just go on drybarkcomedy.com slash tour. Wow. Hey, wow. Follow me on Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker. <laughs> Not a lot of stuff. <laughs> Whitaker. But I'll tell you what, it ain't the opposite of You're good at that. miniature. I do it on my other podcast I'm a lot. Turn it over to the other person that's. What? I tried. <laughs> so, uh, and our host, <laughs> Mr. Kerry Jackson. No, I, 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 I was going to shout out Rebecca. Oh, We haven't done Rebecca. Dang it. I'm a ghost. I was going to say I'm hot. I didn't realize. We're, uh, I'm Jay Whitaker. I'm hot, but I'm going to turn. Check your male privilege, pal. I know. We got a lady I know. here. I'm just, That's I was, my bad. I was going to say I'm hot. I, I'm Jay Whitaker, but I'm going <laughs> to Pass it to Rebecca Frost, who's the opposite of my temperature. There you we go. You, you See, feel, I was gonna go. I, was, I get you. Yeah, I was gonna go. Frost cold. Frost my name's cold. Rebecca, and I'm here to say, uh. don't do drugs in a really cool way. Uh. I was gonna be like, she was in New York, but not Rebecca. Here's our host. Her name's Rebecca because I just fired Carrie because he's a big fairy <laughs> <laughs> who Man. also likes to be a blueberry. I don't. <laughs> Take that. That's not true. Neither those things. I'm neither a fairy nor I do I like to be a blueberry. You better, you better go home and watch Dark Shadows and cry. And I'm more of a raspberry. And we have a host, Rebecca. Hey, welcome to my show. It's called Geek Show Podcast. Hey, wait. <laughs> Time's up, time's up, time's up. What the fuck? 2018, man. We just got progressive. Women can do podcasts, too. (laughs) Whoa. Wait, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Oh, he's my special guest, Carrie Jackson. (laughs) Returning champion. Returning champion, (laughs) Carrie Jackson. Where can we hear? Where where can we fucks with you? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on? They all lied and stole my stuff. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, nerd. All right, welcome to my show. Where can we fuck with you, Carrie? That would Jackson? seriously be the longest con. Um, we're like, we, we've been hanging out with Carrie for 20 some odd years so we can steal his podcast. Yeah. And today it culminates. Yeah. We're going to give it to Rebecca. That prophecy is complete. <laughs> how are you going to steal a man podcast in his own house? You know how? Because I have the other half of this amulet. <laughs> I've been working with that dog that hates me. It's a long con. (laughs) It's a long con. He loves me. (laughs) And he's been gating intel and texting me in the middle of the night. That's just impressive. I have to say. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. He's been texting you in the middle of the night. Water bowl still empty. (laughs) And I'm like... I bring you water, boy. <laughs> why, why food bowl not always have food? Hudson! <laughs> man, man drank too much, forgot to fill water bowl. 
Okay, but Hudson. Me, long, long night ahead. Me hate plays. Me hate plays. Bird outside. <laughs> and then Ripley grabs the phone and says, Who is this? What are you doing? What's Why are you talking to this? my son? What's wrong with this diction? It says Papa Shannon. Hi. <laughs> I love that. I love that we have hashtag like squirrel. the hashtag sound of here. the dogs texting. <laughs> like, like Hudson is. Powder bolt. Dry. You've seen dry, him. Dry, dry, dry. You've seen Hudson him. Hudson thirsty. Hudson thirsty. Hudson wants wet food. It is no more no, it dry is, food. It isn't of mice and men relationship <laughs> happening. Yet. And, and then, and then Ripley's Lenny. like, what's up? Hi, what's Hudson up? want pet rabbits. Yeah. Rip rip in the house. It's like, don't worry, don't worry. Rip rip. Hashtag rip rip. Don't worry, Hudson. We'll, we'll get you those rabbits. Don't worry. <laughs> Look at the flowers, Hudson. Look Big flowers. sister Ripley said rabbits. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, um, Mon- George. Monday through Friday, six to ten x ninety six. All right. Oh, it's not your turn to talk. <laughs> I will let you know when it's your turn. To talk. I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna wrap his introduction. Yeah, let's well, hear it. Boom, I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to boast. But his name Kerry Jackson, and he is our host. That's that's what I was gonna. That was easy. That's simple. That's pretty good. Twenty eighteen. Thank you. Ripley, call me Fang Face. Oh my god. All right. Um, tail can't catch. What means Snaggletooth? Ashamed of long, long legs. (laughs) Ashamed. Shannon, what is love? (laughs) Mongo, only only pawn in Game of Life. That's a Blazing Saddles reference. Snaggletooth, only pawn. No knight. Crate, not only thing in closing on mine. (laughs) Nobody ever asks, how good boy? I think I good boy. <laughs> Nobody tell me for sure. <laughs> Yo, is, are these Hudson's tweets? Like yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. these are fire tweets. <laughs> and I know. What's up, y'all? I know I'm totally good. What's up? Later. I, Kiss I emoji, alien emoji, lit emoji. I know for a fact Hudson has a Twitter account. He has a Twitter account and an Instagram account. So oh, it's uh, time. It's a. <laughs> it's time. No, he, he has one already. It's, it's oh, it's time. What is tweeting. what is oh. derpy? <laughs> what damn derp? It what is, damn yeah. derp? Hudson <laughs> Hudson worry derp him derogatory. Hudson derp? <laughs> Devil in house yelling in microphone again. <laughs> Derp him how tummy feel right yeah. now. New female took over microphone show. <laughs> <laughs> Me think dad is derp. <laughs> dad go in crate now. <laughs> go to place, dad. Go Hudson to place. place. Hudson go in car now. Hudson go car ride. <laughs> how does one shift? Hudson like Patron. No one give Hudson Patron. No one ask Hudson. Luckily, long leg can reach brake <laughs> and gas. Ripley. Drive, drive, drive. Ripley fun, on fun. steering wheel. Hudson on gas. Hudson like the strokes. <laughs> Good drive music. Hudson no want listen ska. <laughs> Hudson want light jazz. <laughs> Hudson- <laughs> I can just see it too. Like, was it a Chuck Mangione? <laughs> 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 Hudson, 
Hudson thinks Star Trek am inferior media. <laughs> Hudson like Hudson Hawk. Bruce it, Willis, I'm funny. Hudson, no need more streaming apps. <laughs> it's uh, it's the breeze, ninety-seven point one. It's uh, ten minutes after two o'clock, and we just got off the request line. Uh, this is for uh, Hudson Jackson. This is uh, Chuck Mangione. <laughs> <laughs> this is Delilah here on your radio. Tell me, tell me, caller, what's aching your heart today? <laughs> I, I, oh, wait, hold, we're doing this for other people, right? We should honestly, be doing this for twenty minutes. I can honestly 15. say, I can honestly yes, say that is me, the most time Tony's been mimed yes, on the yeah. show. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, let me. Let me do you just... have uh, anything of interest to other yeah. people? Uh, I do. <laughs> I do, actually. Chuck Mangione's trending. <laughs> I have this. What do you got? After these... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, we got broken news coming up, okay. and uh, and then we'll have some other we stuff. We fucking suck at this! And uh, Jimmy, at the end of the show, interviewing the cast of Wreck-It Ralph, including uh, John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman. Nice. Oh, wow! So, so it's, uh, it's Shannon's cheap person and my cheap person. Yes. After <laughs> is yours John C. Riley? Yeah, that's weird. Okay, <laughs> hopefully we can find the rails when we get back. Yeah. After these messages, Hudson, be, be right back. 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 <laughs> Doctor Bolt's comic connection for the month of November 2018. Let's see what we got going here. Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. In the debut issue of this new series, Hal Jordan encounters an alien hiding in plain sight and sets off a chain of events that rocks the Green Lantern Corps and quite possibly the multiverse at large to its very core. There's an intergalactic conspiracy afoot as well as a traitor in the Green Lantern Corps. Will Hal Jordan be able to solve the mystery before it's too late? Firefly. Captain Malcolm Reynolds, a defeated soldier who opposed the unification of the planets by the totalitarian government alliance, will undertake any job, legal or not, to stay afloat and keep his crew fed. Find out how his story began as Boom Studios delves into Mal's past, how he met his first maid Zoe, and the real truth about the War of the Unification, the intergalactic civil war that divided friend and family alike, focusing on family, loyalty, identity, and the price of redemption. Uncanny X-Men, the X-Men are back with a new series again. The new ongoing series kicks off with a 10-part weekly epic. The flagship X-Men series that started it all is back and better than ever. Starting with the mysterious and tragic disappearance, the X-Men are drawn into what might be the doom of the mutant race as we know it. X-Men disassembled. And on Kickstarter now, Rowdy Recall. Rowdy Recall is an exciting memory game that is fun for the whole family, simple and easy to learn. Rowdy Recall features fabulous restored artwork from the golden age of comics. Live on Kickstarter now, it's Rowdy Recall. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. It's Cabin Fever. Hey, during the month of November, why not grab a thank you card if you're going to a family or friends for Thanksgiving dinner? November's also a great month to send someone a quick surprise note to say thank you for their support, love, and kindness. Located in the heart of Charlie Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a Thanksgiving card store. Let's all pitch in and make it a thank you month. Thank you for being a fellow geek. Thank you for all the laughs. Cabin Fever has an array of ways to say thank you during this month, from hilarious blank cards, sincere and heartfelt thank yous, 
to Thanksgiving-specific cards meant to thank the person who makes all that great holiday food. By the way, Cabin Fever thanks you, fellow meeks, geeks, and freaks. You make their days pleasant, and you're just so gosh darn likable. Cabin Fever is located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Make sure you tell them Geek Show says, hey, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a Thanksgiving card store. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go check out the beautiful new Black Velvet Boutique at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Now, when it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need, or they'll leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. Go see the nice ladies at the all-new Black Velvet Boutique on 595 South State Street in Clearfield today. Visit them and uh, mention the radio show I work on, Radio from Hell, for special discounts. Ask our friends at the store for details. Black Velvet Boutique, their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, or you can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or call them, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. Holiday party season is upon us, so it's time to make ready. Boostique has your wine and cocktail essentials. Expand your home bar. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, simple syrups, cocktail shakers. Plus, get a recipe book at Boostique for inspiration. Wine enthusiasts will love waiters, corkscrews, aerators, and decanters. Boostique also features vintage glassware for all kinds of drinks, coupes, Glencairns, and all types of beer glassware, including Belgian beer glasses. Go say hey to Ivy at Boostique. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Mention Geek Show and get 15% off of your purchase at Booze Teak. Shop Booze Teak on Small Business Saturday, November 24th. Support your local lady-owned business. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo! Name of the episode is Goodnight, Stan. Oh. Yeah. Happened after we put the episode to bed last week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we haven't had a chance to talk about it. We've had a week to mull it over. I was sitting in the Seinfeld diner when it happened. Oh, really? Yeah. I was sitting there like, eating my food, and all of a sudden I got a text from Egg and Counts, and I was like, oh, motherfucker. Yep. Like, it's like... It, I mean, do what, 92? 95. 95. And, like, and people uh, are stealing from them and shit, too. You know? Yeah. Well, we, and we lost two legends this week, actually. We'll get to Stan in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but Douglas Rain, you don't know him by name. Mm-mm. You know him by voice. He is the voice of the HAL 9000. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Computer from uh, 2001. I'm sorry, mm. Dave. Yeah. And... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's legend. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, he was uh, he was also died of death of old age. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety. Uh, they need to make him like on a GPS. I right? <laughs> I want all of my computer voices to be that. Yeah. I want them all to be the HAL nine thousand. The I brand want, new Siri. Yeah, I want Siri to be the HAL nine thousand. Uh, oh, joining me for broken news, of course, uh, Shannon, Jimmy. Is back from his tra- travels. Is my name still on the banner? Yeah. Am I still on this? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. And uh, Lang has joined us. Here comes a new challenger. Uh, he is uh, an old friend of the program. He's 
in town for the holidays and wanted to stop by and say hi. Hi. And uh, yeah, so Stan Lee, um, he has, I mean, as far as footprints go in the geek community, mm-hmm. I think he's got more than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, easily. I can't think of anybody who would come closer. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, in the geek community or, you know, people who are in the comic books, like, there might be other names that people know as well. Fandom. But if you went to, like, my mom and said, do you know who Stan Lee is? She'd, she'd know. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it's He's the guy things. who created Spider-Man. That's he, what she'd say. He jumped into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he he is responsible for so much of, of what made us who we are. Yeah. Like, did you see after... The day he died on Facebook, I took a picture of everything in my house that was Stanley had a yeah. hand in creating. You know, like oh, I didn't see that all of yeah. those hulks. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should have just taken a picture of like the, <laughs> just the house, right? <laughs> but I, I was thinking about it the other day. Is like as a kid, he's probably like one of the f- the first people I recognized as a creator. Hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's like there's like there's like three of them. Stanley, Walt Disney, and uh, Jim Henson. Yeah, and everything else just came from somewhere. Didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. Right. As well, soon as Stanley started talking on the um, Amazing <laughs> Spider Friends, when he he would never write <laughs> yeah. the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Stanley too, he, I mean, not only you know was he creator, but he was a businessman and he was a showman. He was he was a showman, definitely. Yeah, definitely I mean, a showman. He knew how to to put his name out there and make his face recognizable. Well, and the other thing that he did was he took these faceless people uh, at Marvel Comics and made them into known quantities, into yeah. celebrities, for lack of a better term. Because uh, in the old days, and I want to get up and go over and grab that issue of Avengers that I've got lying there, because I'll bet you that there's a letter page in the back with a Stan soapbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that. Hang on. Just <laughs> I always loved Stan soapbox. Have you seen the? Uh, I was flipping through Facebook after maybe a couple of days after he died. And there's like this the anti-racist uh, one. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's a. It was like an article. It's like 30 uh, artist renderings of tributes to Stan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did see that. And there was like, I mean, I was almost like tearing up. Like there was one where it's like the casket and like all like the Avengers are like the pallbearers yeah. and stuff like that. And there's one where it's like uh, Spider-Man is like doing like the the you know the the Spidey squat pose like on top of his uh, headstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Okay, now, this, <laughs> I think, is the first Avengers comic I ever got. Nice. Wow. Uh, number 116. And let's see, what year is it? Uh, 73? Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'll bet if I go to the back, past all of the, there's the friends of old Marvel. Here's a, a personal plea from your blush and bullpen. They have a survey they wanted you to fill out. Fill it in. Fill it now and send it. And then there's the uh, bullpen bulletins, where they talk about you know you know yeah you're reading Avengers, but did you know that we're doing uh, Tales of Dracula? You know <laughs> we have this great story going in this other other comic, and you know so so there's a couple of paragraphs there. That's just marketing from Stan. You know that's his idea. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, but he would have the letters page where it was just you know not just letters to the Avengers title but letters to Marvel, yeah. talking about just about anything. And uh, 
There were yeah, I'm not finding one in this one. You keep flipping those pages. I think they're going to turn to dust. I know yeah. they're. I'm <laughs> learn karate. <laughs> learn karate. While you're flipping, I miss those there. stupid ads, man. <laughs> I was surprised on the Instagram feed I have. It has all celebrities, whether they be Marvel or DC or any creator. Stan Lee has photos with everybody, mm-hmm. and even on the day that Geek Show, you guys met him at Comic Con. I met him way was, before that. <laughs> well, wasn't it William Shatner just drove by and then Stan came right over? And yeah, I think that's who he was. Well, yeah, and I've and I've got that audio. Let me play that for you here. Uh, I should have been more ready for the show. Oh, you're pulling the Tony. <laughs> I know, right? Here we go. This is he just walked right up. He saw an open microphone. God, Step up to the microphone, oh, young lady, oh and God. tell us what it's like. An to amazing be Stan. There he Hello, is. I, I, I'm Stan Lee, I think. <laughs> oh my God, I am so confused. I've been here for a few hours, haven't stopped. The people are wonderful. Oh, thank they you. keep thanking me, and I don't know what they're thanking me for, but I'm very happy to hear it. And now here I am talking. Into a mic. I don't know who I'm talking, talking to. to. The Geek Show. The Geek, the geek, geek Show. show? Yep. Geek well, hey. I'm the king of the geeks. So right. There you go. Welcome. You're my subject. Stanley. Excelsior as he walked away. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I can die happy now. That was awesome. I touched his hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you go back to that, I think I said it in the in the group, one of my favorite things that entire clip is right when Stan Lee says, oh, is it, uh, uh, I'm Stan Lee, I think you can hear Vice in the back and go, oh, Ooh. my God. Yep. <laughs> yep, you can hear Jeffy. Just Sorry, Shannon. Squealing. <laughs> no, nah, it's one of the biggest bummers of my life because I, yeah. I was in Yuma. Uh, but I did find one of Stan's soapboxes that uh, I'm not going to read you the racist one. I'm going to save that. Yeah. But I found this one, which uh, kind of, uh, you know, we get accused of moralizing an awful lot on, on this show. And I found this one from Avengers number 74 in 1970. From time to time, we receive letters from readers who wonder why there's so much moralizing in our mags. They take great pains to point out the comics are supposed to be escapist reading and nothing more. But somehow I can't see it that way. It seems to me that a story without a message, however subliminal, is like a man without a soul. In fact, even the most escapist literature of all all old-time fairy tales and heroic legends contain moral and philosophical points of view. At every college campus where I speak... There's as much a discussion of war and peace, civil rights, and the so-called youth rebellion as there is of our Marvel mags, per se. None of us lives in a vacuum. None of us is untouched by the everyday events about us, events which shape our stories just as they shape our lives. Sure, our tales can be called escapist, but just because something's for fun doesn't mean we have to blanket our brains while we read it. Excelsior! Stanley? (laughs) I just loved that one. Yeah. But uh, go go through the internet. You'll find a bunch of them. People have started posting old Stan soapboxes from all over the place. I was going to say, I hope Marvel publishes a Stan soapbox Bible. Of they really sort. should. I found a lot of great quotes from uh, people across the internet, creators and interesting types. Brad Meltzer uh, said, Stanley gave us more than co-creation. Stanley gave us more than co-creations, X-Men, Iron Man, Hulk, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man. He gave, he gave us creeds to live by, principles to emulate, villains and racism to fight. He gave me a vital cornerstone of my belief, sense, my belief system, my sense of responsibility. I thought that was good. Adam Serwer wrote, 
genuinely impossible to imagine what American pop culture would look like without Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and others who gave us a new model of fairy tales where the freaks, the weirdos, and the outcasts were the heroes and not the monsters. Uh, The stories of American immigrants and especially the children of American Jewish immigrants are inseparable from this new mythology. So don't do your readers the disservice of ignoring that influence. thought that was great. Donnie Cates wrote, I don't have words for this. My life has been so incredibly changed by this man's creations and words. I'm going to celebrate him today by putting in the work and writing his characters the absolute best way I know how. Thank you, Stan. True believer. So, yeah, just, uh, I mean, we knew it was coming. Yeah. But we're just not prepared for it when it gets here. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's truly the end of an era. I mean, it's just you can't talk about Stan Lee like he's around anymore. It's just, it's like, it's going to be odd. Yeah. And I, I think I said in the in our chat thing too. I was like, yeah, we always bitched about the cameos, how it took us out. I'm gonna kind of miss them a little yeah, bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, I not, will. not a lot of it, but I think, a little bit. I think the first movie that we don't have one, we're going to notice it more so than we did when he was there. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna go. Oh, this uh, Stan wasn't there. Have oh. I told you my my theory? Speaking of because his cameo was on the bus in uh, Infinity War Part One, mm-hmm. and uh, I told Cat my theory for uh, Homecoming because like you know. Spidey's gone, so like, and that comes out before I think part four, right? Is that how it works? No, it comes uh, out after. Yeah, Spider Man comes out after. My theory, just as a joke, is that you have homecoming happen and everything like that, like because they're out in Europe on like a you know field trip or something like that. That's why it's called you know far from home. And so my my joke was that he's on a field trip, so like the the end of the movie, he saves the day, blah blah blah. They fly back to America, they get on their bus to go back to school, and that's the bus. That he's on with Stan Lee. Uh, oh, and then like, and then he goes off and, and does. The, I like yours. I like your. One. I like your theory. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Oh, and also, I just like say, "Hey, Bill Maher, you're an asshole." What do you yeah. do? Yeah. Besides, always being an asshole. Well, I don't like Bill Maher. I like his show. <laughs> I like his show. I wouldn't want to eat yeah. dinner with him. No. <laughs> no, he's not anyone I'd want to he hang out with. No. Fucking basically, blame Stan Lee for making America stupid. Well, fuck you. Yeah, he says. What what'd he say? Um, well, now see, I watched it and I didn't catch that. Was it was it uh, last week's episode? Because I didn't watch last week's. I episode. can't remember which one it was. I think it was this week, but or it might have just been on the internet. I, yeah, I think it might have just been on the internet. But he's just like, uh, yeah, he made America stupid. Um, he's like, I have nothing against comic books. I read comic books, but when I grew up, I went to big boy books without the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, and he hates superhero he's movies. He's always too. dismissed them, yeah. you know, comic so. books and superheroes. He's always dismissed and it's like, them. So. Well, you obviously haven't read a comic in 40 yeah. years because exactly. they could be very challenging. Oh, yeah, exactly. Elitist prick. No, he just, uh, you know, he's, you put it perfectly. Yeah. I enjoy his show, wouldn't want to have dinner with yeah. him, period. I'll still watch his show, I'm just yeah. going to, but I'm always like, hey, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, we got uh, Game of Thrones. They're warning us that they're going to start in April. Of 2020. Of next year. <laughs> yeah, it's like 39 <laughs> more weeks or something like that. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's a, it's a, you know, they're not even going to say which day. April. They should pull like a Rick and Morty. It's going to be, it's gonna be oh, a Sunday. That would be funny. Because we're Game of Thrones. We can, we can do it anytime. Oh, fuck we want to do. Whenever we want. Yeah. So fuck you. No, hey. do do a Rick and Morty and just put put the first episode up without telling anybody. And he goes, oh shit! <laughs> uh, and uh, just a heads up, uh, that's uh, coming on uh, Thursday because this is the week of Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, the uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand uh, 
some of the new season uh, debuts on Thursday. Did you hear one of the movies that they're doing? They're doing Ator <laughs> the Fighting Eagle, <laughs> Killer Fish, <laughs> The Daytime Ended, Lords of the Deep, Atlantic Rim, and Mac and Me. Mac and Me! <laughs> no! They're doing Mac and Me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, that movie's so great. Did you hear what uh, is it IFC's doing starting Thursday? Oh. Uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. All day. Really? Nice. nice. Yeah. Oh. I've got that whole series on a DVD. Do you? Yeah. I love the, I love the holiday marathons. I do, too. Uh, Ed Brass and I look forward to the Twilight Zone marathons every, every New Year's. And yeah. I just love them. All right. Uh, let's see. We got uh, information about uh, that, that series that uh, The Mandalorian, that Star Wars TV series, live action, John Favreau is doing. Mm-hmm. We've cast the lead. It's good. It's good, too. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hayden Christensen. Pedro Pascal. He was, he was the guy that fought, fought the mountain and got his head squished. Yeah, he's got his eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dodged out. He's a good actor. You, you thought that he was going to make it. And then, uh, I, nope. thought, I honestly <laughs> thought he had a chance. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got this. He's going to kill that. No, no. no, no. It's like, squish. <laughs> you know, it's like betting against the Hall of Globetrotters. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he is cast in the lead. Of, nice. uh, of uh, the Mandalorian, so we don't know what that's all about, and even even he's not sure because when he was asked about it, he says, uh, "I don't know. I just found out." Uh, uh, I, I, I guess I got to wear a suit. I, I got you know. Jeremy Bullock's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so he's 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 there. Also cast in the Mandalorian is uh, Gina Carano. Ooh. Uh, she. Uh, we don't know what character she's playing, or anything. Just that she will be there. That's all we know. She's the. Uh, MMA star turned actress. Oh uh, yeah, she was in that. She was she on the was American Gladiator cool movie. Yeah, Haywire, Fast, Haywire, Fast, yeah. Fast and Furious Six uh, was in Deadpool, the first one. Now she was yep. in American Gladiator when they rebooted it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there you go. She had, She knows how to use a jousting stick. Uh-huh. And uh, this Justin, uh, we knew we were getting season six of Agents of Shield, and it doesn't premiere until this summer. Yeah. But they've already said, oh, we're going to give you season seven, too. What? You right. crazy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kids. All right. Just it was going. like on the verge of cancellation. I know. it. This show is always on the verge of cancellation, but here they go. Just throw it That last it out episode, there. how are they going to bring the show back? Because it kind of seemed like the end, didn't it? It did to me. And, I, and I'm happy <laughs> with that ending. Right. I mean, I like the show, but yeah. I I'm, I'm, would be fine if it ended there with, with May on the beach with Coulson. Yeah. I, I, that's great. That's got to be like one of the weirdest things as a as a television actor. It's got to be a mind fuck. Just like always wondering if you're going to get renewed and like you know because if you make a movie, you made the movie, and whether it does good or not, you've already done. You know, you're yeah, d- you're paid. You're done with that movie. Let's do sequels. But like TV's just got to be fucking hard. Just yeah. like do I have a job? Do I, do I show up? Uh, I think that what they're doing is that they they're kind of sensing that uh, everybody's going to be re familiarized with Shield because mm-hmm. of Captain Marvel. Yeah, because Coulson mm. and Fury are there, yeah. and Shield will be in the forefront of that. Mm. So I think that that's what they're counting on. Is you know, oh yeah, you guys remember Shield? Yeah, we have a show. Yeah, you guys remember this? Yeah. <laughs> we you, you like that? We have a show. <laughs> All right, and then uh, just a couple of things that I I saved this one for last, Shannon. Yeah, because uh, you and I are watching Supergirl. Yeah. And you saw... I saw. You I saw, saw. 
Are you talking about the casting? The, yeah. Yeah, because we told you a few weeks ago that they've decided that they're going to have Lex Luthor be on the show. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on Supergirl. That's oh, that's right. Bring him this. in. It's going to happen. And we didn't know anything other than that. Well, now they've cast it. It's Ducky. <laughs> and it's Ducky. <laughs> Ducky. I'm like, what the it's, hell? It's John Cryer. <laughs> Why can't they ever cast Lex Luthor right? <laughs> Why? Give him a chance. Show me what Give you him got. A, yeah. Give him a chance. No. No, the photo that they he's posted. Won, he's won Emmys. He looked good. He looked he won, maniacal. Yeah. For okay. a shitty, shitty show. <laughs> yeah. But he's won Emmys. So there you go. Um, they... Uh, <laughs> He's he will what? be joining the show sometime in 2019. Uh, he'll appear. He'll first appear on the 15th episode of season four, which will be in 2019. He's in a great movie called Hiding Out, where he's being chased oh, down by people, and he shaves off his beard, <laughs> and he has to come up with a student name. So he looks across the way at a coffee can, and his name is Maxwell Hauser. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> I swear to God, Polly Shore is going to get cast as fucking Lex Luthor one day, but. But you you remember it's Doomsday, <laughs> right? You remember he has played a Luthor before. Cryer did. Oh my God, he played his fucking stupid uh, nephew. His nephew. His he, little punk rock that's nephew. That's right. He played Lex Luthor's nephew in Superman Four. You the know Quest that's why they did wow. it. It's the same thing as doing Paul Rubens as uh, Penguin's dad. Why would anybody like, want to call attention to? Fucking Superman 4, that because, piece of shit. But that's the hint. I guarantee that's why they did it. Lenny Luthor. Lenny, oh! The nephew of Lex Luthor. But I who's going to call him Lenny in the show? They're going to throw that in. Oh, boy. So there's that. Um, and uh, <clears throat> let's see real quick here. Oh, uh, Travis the Pyman has emailed me, and he said, he just wanted to give you a heads up on a sale I'm running for Black Friday. Uh, all of the Geek Show. Geek Show says, hey... Cock Shark and Eat More Ham stickers are going to be 35% off from Thanksgiving through Sunday. Just go to... Black uh, Friday sale. You just need to search either Geek Show or Pie Man Graphics on Etsy. Or use the code Geek Show Says Hey. So there you go. Get your Cock Shark stickers. <laughs> How am I going to explain that what's on my laptop in front of my kids? <laughs> That's so, your Overwatch sticker. What's that? It's a Cock Shark. Somebody get Cock Shark tattooed. <laughs> Right next to the no, E-Y-M. don't. No, don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't want that. You know, Vincent D'Onofrio says he wants to play Lex Luthor. That'd work. He'd be good. I don't Fucking know. Fucking ducky. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, before we go, uh, do you two have anything that you want to recommend? I've got a, a film review. Oh, film review. Let's yeah, do that. It's, it's Let's a big one. Okay. What do we got? It's a fantastic piece, and who gives a shit? Oh wait. <laughs> so actually, I really call it fantastic piece, and what the fuck is going on? Because, and I'll, I will say this, I'm not going to name names, but uh, I had an actual WB rep, uh, we text each other every now and then, and she goes, uh, I go, yeah, I saw Fantastic Beasts, and she's like, did you get it? <laughs> I go, eh, most of it, like that, she's like, I thought I was a fan. I'm not a fan, because I don't, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I, I've seen lots of people call it Exposition the Movie. Yep, it's, it's that for sure. Uh, so basically, I mean, real fast, the story is, uh, at the end of the first one, they had caught Johnny Depp, uh, Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And so the beginning of this one is uh, he's in prison, breaks out in the first five minutes. Spoiler, don't care. And so, uh, and the whole thing is that Jude Law wants uh, Newt, uh, Eddie Redmayne, to go to go get him. And he's looking for that kid, uh, Ezra Miller, uh, from the first movie that can't control his shit and just keeps blowing stuff up. Okay. And so, and Ezra's looking for his biological mom, but Johnny Depp's trying to get him to come under his wing. 
And so you have all this stuff going on. Jula can't fight Grindelwald for some reason. You find out later why. Um, and so it's a lot of talking. When the action happens, it's actually pretty cool. But it is few and far between because all they do is talk. All they do, basically, what it is, it's a really bad ad- adaptation of the book because there's a, there's actually an art form to taking a book and making it into a screenplay because not everything belongs in the screenplay. Yeah, and I think this is what I think they, and maybe it's a catch twenty two because the second you start like omitting things for these for this franchise, the Potter freaks are going to lose their minds and be like, "Why didn't you do this? And why'd you change this shit? And bubble this?" It's like and it's then, a Star Wars movie or something. Yeah, yeah, and then if you put too much in, then the mainstream audiences are going to be like, "They're lost." I don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, <laughs> and so, and for me, and we've had this argument before. Marvel and all those movies did not make the money because of comic book, you know, people. It's the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, you need to focus on the mainstream to keep them engaged to make them want to come back to the next one. Yeah. Because right now, I don't give a shit about the next one. Mm. And so, you know, I'll go see it because it's my job. But it's just, you know, I walked out of there just feeling so just unfulfilled and just going, yeah, I guess, you know. And uh, so it, it's just kind of there. But I'll say this right now, and I'm kind of pissed, and maybe this is a spoiler alert. I'm really pissed they didn't kill off Johnny Depp because mm. uh, he just kind of zoomed away for the next one. And I'm like, every time I saw him on screen, I'm like, fuck you. Like I just I can't even look at you. Like you're just kind of a piece of shit. And so, <laughs> and so either recast him or do something. But like he, it's it's the turd in the punch bowl, and it just takes you. It's like a Stan Lee cameo. It takes you right out of there. But where Stan Lee sticks around for what five ten seconds? Yeah. Johnny Depp's there for like half the movie, and you're just like, I don't care. Keep talking, asshole. So what do you what do you give it? Two. Two stars. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think if anything else comes out. Uh, there is a movie coming out soon on Netflix called Roma. That's going to be a good one. I think it's it might be a little bit into December, but uh, check it out. It's actually pretty good. It's uh, Alfonso Cuaron who did oh yeah uh, the third Harry Potter, which actually is, is my favorite one. It's the only one uh, I like. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's guys. I love it. Uh, and he did Children of Men and he did Gravity, and it's uh, not to that scale by any means. It's a passion project. Uh, it's actually a but basically, a uh, autobiography story about his childhood. Really, and this uh, about this caretaker that uh, lived in their house with them and stuff. And um, but yeah, all right, it's, it's it's good. It's black and white, it's foreign language. So guess what? It's not going to make any money. But the Netflix, I'm telling you right now, Netflix is coming out swinging this year. Uh, they want to be at the big boy table with like Disney and Warner Brothers and Paramount and Universal. They, they want, at, this, at this point, I can't see any reason why they shouldn't be. Well, the only reason they you haven't know? been is because their movies aren't in theaters. So there's always been that s- stigma of like, oh, s- straight to streaming, cool, like that. You know, we're sorry, man. Like, you know, half the world's got Netflix. This is, so. this is the future. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're in it's, it. So, but to be eligible, they have to have their films in theaters, and that's what they're doing now. Because all you have to do is have it, and nine out of ten, if it's a smaller film and you don't want to waste a lot of money, New York and LA. Yeah. New York and LA for two weeks, and then you're eligible. So they're going to do it with Roma. Roma might take foreign language. I'll see. Uh, and they did it with that Coen Brothers thing that's on too. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I hear it's cool though. I really want to watch it. The what's the the Ballad of like Boggs or I can't remember. But was oh, that on Netflix now? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, shit. Yeah. It's like a, okay. a six part thing. Uh, something like that. Hell, or it's, I'll or watch it's just it. six stories in it or something. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's out there already. Um, and then uh, and then like uh, from the interviews from last week, Outlaw King. I mean, they're putting money into things. they're coming out swinging and they're going to tr- they're going to try to get on the ballots for uh for Oscars and what and different award shows and you know it's I'm all for more competition cuz all it's going to do is drive the other studios to be better. Yeah. So uh so yeah, look out for those. All right. Uh and then 
we'll talk about it, I'm sure in a minute, but there's a lot of interviews coming up. <laughs> Stay till the end of the end of the podcast today because yeah. Jimmy has got a star-studded lineup for you. It's uh, and I'm sorry, I've had a few people email. Me. I know there was some confusion last week. So last week was just Outlaw King. Yeah, and then uh, we had, you had mentioned that uh, the movie called The Favorites coming out. That's got to hold off because they want it's it technically it's out in New York and L.A. but it doesn't come out to in Salt Lake till like December 14th. Okay, so we got to hold off on those. <laughs> but what you're gonna get is the cast and directors of Ralph Breaks the Internet. So uh, that's your Sarah Silverman, that's your Dr. Steve Brule. Dr. Steve Brule, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch the videos because you actually listen to Sarah Silverman. She always, one of my questions is about being in front of the camera. She talks about, you know, it's kind of nice going in sweatpants. She's like, I know that's cliched, but like, you know, being a woman in Hollywood where we have to sit in the chair a lot longer than men. She's like, it's kind of nice, but she's but they put me in the room with John C. Riley, and he always comes in three piece suits, <laughs> like, like he's always he goes, he's the dandy, and um, and if you actually look at the video of John C. Riley, he's wearing a three piece suit, like in the interview, <laughs> like some of these people just show up in like a fucking t shirt, they don't give a shit, but like he he's he's a sophisticated individual. So Sam, Sam Raimi's the same way, and Taraja P Henson from uh, Empire. Uh, who's so nice. And it's funny because I don't watch Empire, but I always see the commercials where she just goes, she's a fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like, you know, I know you're an actress, but whoa, you're like, you're just so much nicer in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that, and then the directors, and then uh, then you're going to also have the cast of uh, Robin Hood. So you've got uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, a guy who, it's funny, I'm not a fan of the actor, but I, I always think it's funny when you meet somebody who you're not, like, one of my first ones was Luke Evans. Because I'm not a fan, but he's like the nicest guy you could ever meet. Uh, is uh, uh, Dornan, Jamie Dornan? Oh yeah, from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, like that. But he's a super nice guy. <laughs> Can't stand those fucking movies, but uh, so it's a super nice guy. But the big room was uh, uh, oh, uh, Taron Egerton and Jamie Fox together, and it was Taron's birthday, like that oh. day. So like, if you see the beginning of you, I wish him happy birthday because right before it, all his friends were in the hallway just screaming happy birthday, like singing it to him. <laughs> <laughs> so. And if you look at the video too, he's wearing this like goofy hat that Cat was not into because she's obsessed with Taron Edgerton. It's because he shaved his head, and the reason he shaved it is because he had a shitty Elton John haircut. Oh yeah, he just he's finished Elton John. Yeah, yeah, he just finished Rocket Man, and so he's just like, I'm not keeping this fucking haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Where can so, we see the videos? Uh, you can go to YouTube and just look up the channel Big Movie Mouth Off, and they're all there. All from, right, from God years. <laughs> uh, you got anything, Lang? Yes. Toys? You want to talk about toys? I want to talk about toys. How they and don't this exist is the anymore. Perfect <laughs> place. Gone. Well, yeah, that's the perfect place to talk about in this room for crying out loud. Um, no, I wanted to talk about gifts mostly because I try to make holiday season special, and but too many people nowadays they go straight to Amazon. The thing I've I've discovered when I walk the toy aisle, the rare occasion that I walk the toy aisle anymore, just because it's disappointing, is that uh, you know you'll go to your uh, your superhero, you'll go to your Marvel superheroes. And they'll have those awful five points of articulation, just bad figures. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing you can get is the expensive, uh-huh. you know, well put together, nice legends I, figures. I can't believe those two packs. Yeah, and there's are and there's no, fifty bucks. Yeah, and there's nothing what? in between. Yeah. Here's what I wonder about that because those up there, your uh, what are they, little giant? What are they called again? The gentle giant. Gentle uh, giant. They're. Not much articula- articulation. Well, they're, they're I wonder su- if they're trying to poach that. They're a novelty, no, they're, they're supposed to be callbacks to the original yeah, ugly. In the, in the package. That's why. But if you take a look at you know that Marvel Legends, that's uh, that's Nuke, Nuke from uh, Daredevil: Born Again. I mean, look at all that. Yeah, and and he but he's like twenty bucks. Yeah. So there's nothing in between for a kid. Yeah. You know? No, not for well, kids. And that's yeah. the thing too is like because I know we say Amazon because I get, I don't mind shopping on Amazon because 
I mean, as we record this, uh, Egg and I just went to Target. Fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't even like doing it anymore. It's just like, okay, right. Great. And it's like even around the holidays. Yeah, some of them no, are holding back until Friday, and they literally. There's been signs. I think me and my wife went to a Walmart on Thanksgiving, and they literally had people standing in front of the toy aisles, like, no, you can't have this sale, even though it actually looked gorgeous for one day. They they try and steal that from you. It's like, no, 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 just hook me up now. But that's a different story. Um, what I wanted to give a couple of pointers to. If you're trying to get some good gifts, put a little more effort into it. Um, most of Geek Shows in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. I'll say that because for over. starters, um, local, each county has some great places. Um, Dr. Volts is one of my favorites, even though I'm not a local anymore because Dave, he did a good thing and a bad thing. He hooked up my wife but could not keep a secret for a surprise for her. <laughs> So any place you go, like in Salt Lake County, you have um, Shiv Games. You can talk to Lee, Dr. Volts, um, Haster, Game Changers. If you just go talk to these guys, just say, hi, I just need help. They're all, they're all more than happy to help. Yeah, you. Find, your, all of find your local. A, there's a new place, too. It's a Megalopolis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh that was in that. Utah County. They moved. They're yeah. great. Yeah. They're on state. I, I'm a, I haven't gone 40th. in because I'm afraid to. <laughs> yeah, just find your fu- your wallet's afraid too. Yeah, find your local shop. They're they're easy to find. Those are local here online. Well, wherever you're listening, right. find your local but shop. One recommendation to find those local shops that not many people do. If you're on Amazon, they'll always say, "Here's the prime price." It's always the cheapest. But if you go new and used, click on those, and you'll actually go to sites that are more local and just spend a little extra time, and you'll find some hidden gems versus just. Oh, my kid will like this. Who cares? Let's just get Hulk that on a motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> the one I found lately that's Las Vegas and Portland is Rogue Toys. One of the funnest places. Online and go mm-hmm. check them out. I love those guys. Anything else? Um, That's just for figures. Um, shipping dates for those that need to know Christmas time and shop online all the time. December 14th. I'm just going to sum them up. Try to aim for that day because everything else is going to pay extra shipping after that. So try to get it before the 14th. Before the 14th. All right. All right. Yeah. That's what I got. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, we will get back to the episode. Uh, good night, Stan, after a message or two. Thank you. Mm. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. they got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die-hard dice and gravity dice. And they carry more dice than anybody, and these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, they're, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. And tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. 
Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe and Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me, myworkoutbuddyslc at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says, hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. And we're back. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was pleasant. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, uh, break. To let you know that we're back on the road. We'd like to apo- apologize for the... The fucking... The whole Hudson thing? Hey, this thing. is my show. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm not sorry. And now with news, here's Carrie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the name of this episode is It's, it's Her Show Now. Right? Time's up, time's up, time's up. All right. Okay. Here we go. So, so I'm always warning because I get I get email after in tweet and you know like, I can't even imagine. Did you see this story? Did you see this story? Yes, I have the fucking internet too. And I just and, and I don't have time to tell all y'all your sources suck. Uh, you know, <laughs> not, only, not only that, you know, I I had to tell somebody this once after like the fifth time somebody linked something on my Facebook feed about something that I, I probably mm-hmm. knew about before they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in radio for a long time. I still show prep, which yeah. means I'm checking sources every yeah. morning when I get up. That's what I do while I'm drinking coffee in the morning. Yeah, knowledge, I check such a shit. burden. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, so I, I already probably know. Yeah. And if I don't, cool, thank you. But 
you know. So, so I mean, we've been doing this show for 10 years, and so I, I, I think that, that I was aware of fake news before just about anybody, and about how to trace sources and right. find out whether right. it was... You know, somebody said on a podcast that you know, well, that but awesome. We're wrong. Why bother yeah. checking sources? I mean, who cares? <clears throat> and that's that's just not good enough. If you believe it, it's real. That's because right. secret, y'all read the secret. Because because uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, our host is weird. There was. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, she's talking about like books from Oprah and I know, things. Right? If you just believe, <laughs> you can achieve. But a couple of weeks ago, there was a story that's uh, you know, and the internet exploded angry because. Uh, Taron Edgerton wouldn't be in the next Kingsman film. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know? Uh, he, hmm. oh, how dare they not do that? He need he needs to be in the next... No, the next Kingsman film is a prequel, so... Oh, so let's do it yeah. when Eggsy was two. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the next Kingsman movie, so yeah. naturally he well, wouldn't... Well, you, uh, you fucking cunt! Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, seen him de- I've seen him de-age actors before. Yeah. They can de-age him down yeah, to four. Yeah, he, got, he got that Benjamin yeah. Button. Man, make us men! So they were they were all outraged that he wasn't going to be in the next Kingsman. Because no, the film. King the Kingsman they, they established it in the first movie they they put the Kingsman together after World War One wiped out the heirs of the aristocracy mm-hmm. and they needed somebody that would rise for king or queen and country. We so. wiping out the aristocracy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might have oh. shit my pants. Such a cute. Mummy changed my nappy. Such a cute king's baby. <laughs> uh, now I found this news just for Lee. I feel blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Um, so Guillermo del Toro. I like uh, him. Poppy. What happens when your uh, a fish fucking movie wins an Oscar? You can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Hollywood comes to you and says, here. Which is weird. Make a movie with people already. just fucking. Well, he was, but he kept getting, I mean, the whole reason why that second Pacific Rim movie ended up being that instead of mm-hmm. what it should have been is that Hollywood has little faith in him because he yeah. doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. He just makes good movies. Well, mm, yeah, he yeah, has I had a that. project that he has wanted to do forever. <coughs> Mountains of Madness? No. Oh. He's so. wanted to do his take on Pinocchio. Yep. Forever. Yep. Oh, God. Netflix announced <laughs> the streaming network has picked up <laughs> yeah. him and the Henson Company's Pinocchio project. Jesus oh, shit. I got no strings to hold me down. Which has been in the works. (laughs) Now, now if you really think about the Disney Pinocchio and how disturbing the the Pleasure Island is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's creepy. The actual story of Pinocchio is creepy as fuck. I kind of hope they do... So, you know the bear in Annihilation? That, but the donkey. Oh, man. I can't handle that. That, No way. Help me. Fuck you, bear. And to to make it even more interesting, it will be a musical. Yes. What? It's a uh, musical. It's on Netflix. I also know this this is kinda cool. He's he's doing it during the rise of fascism in Italy. Yeah, he's doing it. To, it's a dark adaptation of the original nineteen or, or excuse me, eighteen eighty three novel mm-hmm. set in Italy during Mussolini. Yep. Because um, his other his other movies that have handled fascism have been mm-hmm. during the, the fascist uprising in Spain. Um uh, but just like uh, Pan's Labyrinth, his version of Pinocchio will be very different. For example, the Blue Fairy is a dead girl's spirit. The whale is a giant dogfish. And Pinocchio has a lot of strange moments of lucid dreaming bordering on hallucination. So you know in Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> so my the, life. the guy with the eyes instead of eyes, it's noses. <laughs> yeah. I saw a funny joke on Reddit about 
the key to unlimited energy would be to place Pinocchio in front of a boiler and just have him lie continuously so his nose grows into the boiler and you can burn the wood off of his nose. You know that sounds like torture. If you've I know. ever if you've ever but read he's Pin- he's not real. He's not a real boy. The thing that's gonna he ain't no real boy. <laughs> the thing that's gonna fuck a lot of people up is uh, the the voice of conscience, the cricket, uh, is smashed. He smashes it with a shoe the second it comes and starts harping on him in the ah, in the ah, story. Really? Yeah, yeah. So the whole Jiminy Cricket thing is just a, a Disney That's a Disney fied. And, that, and wow. that's and that's my favorite Disney character. Yeah. Oh, he's really? a great character. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. yeah. Just look at it as an it's an Elseworlds. It's another dimension okay. that's that's lying <clears throat> awkwardly on top of that one. Here's uh here's what he said <laughs> wow. in his statement. No art form has influenced my life and my work more than animation and no single character in history has a deep has as deep a personal connection to me as Pinocchio. In our story, Pinocchio is an innocent soul with an uncaring father who gets lost in a world he cannot comprehend. He embarks on an extraordinary journey that leaves him with deep understanding of his father and the real world. I've wanted to make this movie for as long as I can remember. Now wait a minute, isn't Geppetto his dad? Yeah. And he doesn't care about him? Uh, Geppetto is Didn't... in in the original story, Geppetto is is kindly but he's he's focused on keeping oh, his I'm he's s- a woodcarver. Like right? most I'm dads, still, they're focused on their work, right? I'm it's still not like me. confusing the Disney stuff, I guess. And then I they guess. leave for cigarettes and and they never come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we have the same dad. Brother? This is your dad. Brother? Your dad never went for cigarettes. <laughs> no, he did not. No. I do I do like to imagine him like smoking menthols and shit. Like get a some new, uh, some, what? some new ports and shit. Like, My dad? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just just like hey, hey, what's happening, brother? <clears throat> no? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think she likes that. Oh. No, I just can't I just can't envision it. I, I envision it. I can it's see it. It's physically impossible. I see it. He can literally can't hold cigarettes. I feel like he did. They just fall He's through his hand. The guitar. I feel like he was holding them in Harlem. He was in Harlem smoking menthol. Did you know my dad? Yeah. Yeah. Have you met Bill? Yeah. <laughs> I just I feel like there's a life that maybe maybe I knew him in a different life. He was a jazz musician. I don't think, I don't think that's possible. I think I think I. <laughs> that was my mom. Are you talking about my mom? Nah. Yeah, she's all menthols and yeah, Harlem. She's all menthols and jazz clubs. I, I yeah. run into your really? mom at the store I all the time. Mom, yeah. And different That's what stores. she says. Yeah. yeah. We like Stop stores. stalking her. <laughs> <laughs> she's, oh. You're off hey, the she's, show now. She's hard to fucking uh, follow, man, because she, she, she knows. And she's like. I took her to the airport today. She doesn't travel often, so she's all gussied up. And I'm like, oh, and they say people don't dress up to fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, pajamas. <laughs> That's how people fly now. No, she's got like a scarf and rings. <laughs> <laughs> a scarf and rings. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Jazz. <laughs> I, I, would so, I, I'm sure that uh, Kiki knows this. But we're getting a live-action My Hero Academia movie. Oh, my God. Nice. Have you played the video game, too? No. The video I'm, game is so good. I've been fun. told I need to watch this, but it's, it's pretty I'm excited about this. It's, so okay, it's good. good. It's good. You should watch it. It's, it's, it's a really know. cool show. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I've been burned so many times. No, like, me. it's a really cool what show. What is it? Tell us about it. Uh, manga series, My Hero Academia, making the jump into live action. Legendary, producing a feature film based on it. Hmm. Takes place in a world where 80% of people have developed powers mm-hmm. known as quirks. <laughs> Uh, the boy who has no one boy who has no quirks of his own obsessively follows the heroes who have emerged, though not everyone uses their powers for good. Although he has no powers of his own, the boy risks his life to save his friend, earning him attention from the world's greatest hero. Almighty. That guy. Plus, that guy is awesome. Plus ultra. 
Uh, Old Maita. So yeah, it's, it's an animated series. It, Jay? it was uh, <laughs> it was a a magazine, I guess. Yeah, it comic was, book. It was a manga and then an anime. Manga and then an anime. Yeah. And the, and anime, the anime is bonkers. I, I really love it. Detroit smash! <laughs> United States of America smash! That shit is hysterical, man. So Every city gets a, a smash. Yeah. Now it's legendary, so I wonder if... Legendary does... I like a lot of their stuff. Am I wrong in that? I, I mean... I couldn't... You're allowed to have opinions. Thank though. you. You're thank welcome. you. I couldn't name Hostess. anything <laughs> off the top of my head. Legendary? They yeah, did... What, what um, movies do they do? Didn't they work on the Dark Knight movies? Did they? Oh, okay. And, All right. Um, they made like a bunch of stuff. They've made a Schindler's whole bunch of stuff. List, Shawshank. Is that legendary <laughs> too? Okay. They're legendary movies. No. Uh, no. I, <laughs> I worry about She's absolutely action. right. Well, you know, you'd think, you'd think the host of the show. <laughs> yeah, God yep, damn. This yep. host. Like, That's why I have a producer. Remember our old <laughs> That's why I've got Tony. Yeah. <laughs> He'll let it. He'll Remember let it. Remember our old out. host? Like he was he'll on top of this, shit. He'll just cut this. He'll just cut out. this whole thing out. Uh, let's see. Um, am I the only one still watching Walking Dead? Yes. Yeah. yeah I think you are. Okay. Well, I'll pass on that story. Then. <laughs> I think you're. Is yeah. Rick gone now? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know who that is. Is that the is that oh, the, the main guy? Is that, is that the original white He's dude? The, yeah. the main guy. Yeah. Okay. It's been gone. First Will you white tell guy. me? He's the, he's okay. the one, he, was it the sheriff with the gun? Yeah. Yes. Who, okay. who the motherfucker with the crow? Daryl. Yeah, Durrell. he's still there. Yeah, okay. Durrell's still there. Durrell. Left, what happened to him? Have they left Herschel's farm yet? <laughs> that, shut up. No, they, they have Pepperidge farms. Because <laughs> wow. I know, like, I so remember. here's my thing, is I know <laughs> right. so I know I'm, that Rick didn't move to, like, fucking Cleveland. Well, I'm I'm still on this legendary stuff looking at their they, they p- did picture the, uh, list. They did the Pacific Rim movies. Yeah, oh, they've okay. done yeah. they've done a lot of good stuff and a lot of crap. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Jurassic World. So what happened? Okay, to Rick? so, so if, spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah, if you haven't watched, fast forward. Here's what happened. Nobody's watching it. Nobody has said anything. <laughs> okay. on Facebook. That's how I know. So here's here's what happened. Yeah. All right, and since you're not watching, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, throughout the past couple of seasons, there's been an, a helicopter. Yeah. That just. Appears. He's one of the characters. Yeah, I've seen that. And hovers. And then <laughs> leaves. Then we find out that the queen of the junkyard, the trash lady. That fucking horrible lady. Yeah, okay. has been talking to the helicopter. In broken sentences. Yeah. Okay. Is it helicopter with two L's? And then it became, helicopter. Uh, you know, uh, come and, come and uh, take me away because I have an A for you. Well, the last time you said you had an A, it was really a B. I have an A for you. And they're talking about people. Yes. Talking about people. A quality? Don't know. B we don't quality? We don't know. Okay. Hmm. So, the last episode with Rick, now keep in mind they never said they were going to kill him. They said the last, Rick Grimes' last episode. That's what it was promoted as for the whole time. Yeah. So what happens is, is like that- Like he washed his hair for it. I yeah, saw that. He, uh, <laughs> he gets uh, impaled you on some it. rebar. Right. Like you do. And then he pulls himself off of this thing, and so he's bleeding profusely. He gets on his horse, and he starts to hallucinate, and he sees Herschel talk to him. He sees- uh, Come back to the farm, Rick. Yeah. And then he sees- Well, they're back on the farm, so (laughs) they did go back. And Laurie and and Shane, I bet. uh, No, not- not, No. no, uh, Shane, yes, but not Laurie or or Coral. Because everybody hates her. Because everybody hates her and Coral. And Uh, Shane was much I like Coral. Coral. But he doesn't come back. How did he die? Uh, He's not dead. He shot himself. In no, he did die. He got bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he shot himself. Uh, anyway, so... <gasps> Carl died? Then yeah. there's this bridge that they've been trying to build across this river that's really strong uh, so that they can get to the other uh, camps and stuff. Yeah. 
somehow a horde of zombies finishes the bridge. Gets to the bridge. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. We get enough zombies and, in the river. And he realizes that he has to destroy the bridge <clears throat> so all the zombies will fall into the river and everything. And so he blows up the bridge. And he Rick did? Ever and, and he everybody thought he was blown up with the bridge. Yeah. But he fell in the river, washed downstream. Garbage lady found him. The river healed okay. his wounds. And takes him to the garbage dump and si- and then she calls and says, I have a I have a bee for you. And so the Got helicopter comes down and takes Rick away. Last time you said you had a B, you had okay. an A. And that's it? So that, that's it. Huh. That's blood What's type. What's an A well, to B? It's a blood I mean, type. We, we don't know yet. Oh, Could blood type. Could be a blood type. type. Yeah, maybe well, it is. Because you think about it, what, what, if, if there's a lab out there that's actually figured out a way to, to make an antidote to the zombie virus, they're going to have to do it through well, blood. Well, that's true. We're going to find out because yeah. that was the deal. He didn't want to stay in Georgia for nine months out of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, he says I, I didn't can, want to have greasy ass hair. Every yeah, day. <laughs> he says I can do two months, maybe three months out of the year. Yeah. How about this? We do Rick Grimes Walking Dead movies. There Th- you go. Three of them. Three of them. Oh, is that what's happening? That's what's happening. It's it's interesting because now they've actually gone completely away from the elevator pitch from the comic, because the comic is what happens to a good man when the world goes to hell. Yeah, yeah, and that's. You know, well, we've, we've so like, who's the lead now on The Walking Dead? The lead, Carl, the lead. No, he, no, did. he did. Oh God, no! Daryl and Michonne. Daryl and Michonne. Oh, okay. I didn't even watch the show. But, uh, but uh, so there you go. Speaking of greasy hair, goddamn. What? Daryl. Daryl needs a hairy that way. <laughs> I mean, Daryl doing the best he can. He always looks wet. How's he always wet? It's, he's it's like a predator. It's, it's humidity. It's humidity. Oh, wait, he, no, he's in yeah, he's in Georgia. Huh? Yeah, he's yeah. A, you ever been down to Georgia? He's like alien. Obviously, you've never used well, canteen I, wet. I did go down to Georgia one time. No, Devil no, went down. No, 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 no. I was in no, a bind. No, I was kind of behind. No, oh, no. What, what's funny is what's funny is whenever whenever we watch Walking Dead, Sue and I, she'll say the same thing every episode. Walking Dead. What? Daryl, he's so hot. No, she she will say. Have they left Who yet? of all the women have decided that he is hot? Yeah. Right? Because he's not. No. Oh. She if you does... go to hotornot.com, he's yeah. not on there. Is he like, like a four? Back when Johnny Depp was all Pirates of the Caribbean, like, wh- why? Mm. Yeah, I was Jackie. all about that Jeffrey Rush. Mm. Jeffrey Rush and his wrinkly face? <laughs> That's yeah, he right. Was craggy. <laughs> and the menthol cigarette? Mm. Yeah. And that yeah. fish Cthulhu-like face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Oofa but, tentacles. As, <laughs> I didn't yeah. notice as soon as they started talking about Rick leaving the show is that suddenly Daryl had a lot of lines instead of a grunt or two <laughs> like he had for the entire series. Yeah. Suddenly he has lines. Well, and I watched the clip where Rick dies and Daryl's mm-hmm. like crying, air yeah. quotes. And I can't tell the difference because he's always got his eyes Because he's so wet. Squinty. He's, he's squinty. He's always he's wet, wet and his yeah. eyes are always squinty. Well, that makes then, it easy for him. And then he he just can yells, cry whenever he wants. Yes. I'm Norman Reedus and I'm acting. He just yells boondock saints. <laughs> he just so. yells boondock yes. saints. You know, their classic catchphrase. There's a, there's a movie. <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie called Stretch that he has a phenomenal scene in where... Uh, really? Yeah, a, a fixer, uh, a, str- a limousine driver that's trying to help him clean up a crime scene. So it's Norman Reedus sitting on a bed his face is covered in cocaine and there's a dismembered human penis on the bed next to him Ugh. and the, sh- the chauffeur driver goes is that a uh, human penis and Rita's this is the only line in the movie yes it is <laughs> that's his only line yeah in the whole movie well that's that's what the oh, all awesome. the seasons of the walking dead have been that's true just him confirming gets, penises <laughs> he has like there was a boondock sense <laughs> that's a penis I almost got 
Uh, me and my buddy Todd almost got a, a Boondot Saints uh, tattoo. Really? Oh, I'm so oh. glad we didn't. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. Bad was, idea. Oh. I was going to get a, a Norman Reedus tattoo. But <laughs> no, that's still relevant. It was, Go it was for gonna it. going to be a Times New Roman, about 18 font. Who would then, 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 name, <laughs> then they named his kid Mingus, and I was like, Mingus Reedus. Mingus Reedus? Is that I real? To, that's I what I get, say when I start real. my toe. I have, to get, no I have to get a Mingus Reedus tattoo. It's funny. I can't tell if that's Norman Reedus or a scab. I can't tell. Yeah, Minkus Reedus. Look it up. Really? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I say when I stub my toe. He's blueberrying you. Don't, don't. No, is he? I th- yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. I know. Oh, no, 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 Mingus. No, like th- that's our, this is our weekly. This is our fucking weekly game. Blueberry or not? Mingus Reedus. Look, look it up. I'll look it up. Look it up. Norman Reedus. They do that song. You can't call me a Mingus Reedus. Norman Reedus. Kid name. Baby, there we go. That'll work. Norman right. Reedus, baby, <laughs> or is it a baby Norman Reedus? Is he? Is that it's what you're? It's just pictures of him as a baby. Well, that's no good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not helping. Uh, is he greasy? Let's see. Yeah, no, he no, nobody named Mingus. He's just bald and imperial. Okay, this is straight from People. Is he, right. wearing, is he wearing a he vest met, and he's greasy? Wow, he married a really pretty lady. No, she's not this greasy. What at a all. surprise! This is, and this article is very recent. <laughs> uh, blah blah. Dad. Uh, oh my gosh. What? Mingus Reedus. While the baby is the first child for Kruger 42, Reedus is also dad to a 19-year-old son, Mingus Lucian. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my you got to be kidding me. I'm going to eat those blueberries. I'm not going <laughs> Are you kidding me with this? The one time. What time? What's this the is not the first time. This is not the first time. This is how Lee fucks with us. <laughs> he, What's like, the he, other kid's name? He brings out all this uh, crazy shit. Dingus Reedus. <laughs> Mingus and Dingus. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find the name of the other baby. God damn you to hell, Lee. <laughs> I'm not seeing I can't believe that. Was, I can't believe that was true. Unbelievable. Like, you know what? I bet Lee made that website. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of Lee, the plan. Lee People made people.com. <laughs> yeah. I can't even concentrate enough. I'm so upset by him being correct on this that I can't find the real name, the name of the new baby. Yes. Mingus Reedus. Mingus? Yes. My <laughs> destiny is more I, concrete I'm guessing he named him after the jazz. One out of every Dude. ten statements yeah. Lee makes is true. Oh, oh no. You just all, don't know which one it yeah. is. They're all true somewhere. Well, I'm just going to... I'm going to raspberry and say it's a... The, the, the new one is Greasy Reedus. I say Dingus. Dingus Reedus? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have it in this article. That I'm going to say... I'm is gonna there say, any information for the people? I'm going to say Gritty. 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 Is the kid's name. And he's for the obviously the baby's yep. name is Rick after his dead friend. Uh, <laughs> Mingus. His name is All Richard right. Herschel Reedus. <laughs> so that's why my cat's name is Maggie, because when I got her, I couldn't name her Herschel because she's a girl, so I named her Maggie. Oh, holy smokes. Oh, but you know, gender's fluid. You could name your cat whatever you want. They just had their kid like seven days ago. What? what? This second, this kid, yeah. Oh, oh, not not Mingus. Mingus is nineteen. Yes, <laughs> Mingus is nineteen. <laughs> There's like, a sentence like, I thought I'd never say. We're like doing a family study of Norman Reedus. Yeah. Better than fucking Delta. The Bird. Bird. <laughs> yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible I, I, last I week. I think a Geek Show episode is now like. There's always got to be that family di- deep dive. 
Uh, what we do the ancestry. Right. Um, no, I can't find it. I was going to say, put that down and find us the video games. Okay. If there's any this week. There ah, are. Don't it, worry. I'll look up there, baby. <laughs> so seriously, Tony, no. didn't I blow your mind this time? You did. Oh, My mind is in pieces. Well, Diane Kruger? Yeah, Diane Kruger. That, she's yeah. a babe. I know. Her older brother, Fred, uh, was born... <laughs> I'm not going to look because he's he probably, he might be right. child rapist that we burned <laughs> to death. Remember that time? Yeah, we teamed up and burned that fucking janitor. I'm uh, not even looking this time. Yeah. I'll just assume he's telling the and truth. Who wears a red and green yeah, sweater fuck anyway? Yeah, Fred Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big, big game this week. Big one. Boondock Saints. Farming Simulator 19. Yes! <laughs> yes! Carrie, that's all for is it, you. Is it Farmer's Look, Only Simulator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different one. It really means whites only. Jeez. Um, well, I get to relive my childhood that I ran like hell from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I can do it on. Yeah, I'm weird. gonna. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, cut your hand off in the thresher, buddy. <laughs> that, that's that's minus ten points. Yeah. Uh, something called squishies for the PSVR. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I get in trouble every time I play yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know how I feel uh, about that. Uh, uh, but then there's also... It's just you feeling your own belly. <laughs> squishy! It's definitely but squishy. I play that game every but, night. But pretending it's something else. Oh. <laughs> it, it feels like a bag of sand. Well, hello, there, hello there, Mingus. <laughs> <laughs> Mingus is quite hairy tonight. Uh, let's see. Rex, something called Wreckfest. Oh, Rec. that's... Uh, Looks yeah, like a Demolition Derby style game. Oh, Wreck with a W. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What, how else do you spell uh, rec? With an R. Mm. Like recreation or a rectum. Oh. Uh, oh, this one. Oh, nope. That's next week. Never mind. That's <laughs> it for this week. That's it for this that's week? That's it. <laughs> Anybody got anything they want to wreck amend before we go? Hey, I Good get it. <laughs> I think we should all no. watch Boondocks. <laughs> I've never seen it. What? 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 Wait, wait. No, the uh, first one's, one's good. The, the first, first one. Good. Oh, I would say it's good. No, the first one's fun. The first yeah, one's fun. fun. The it's second fun. one's garbage. I but here's the thing: watch the first one, and then watch the documentary about that piece of shit that made it. The, uh, the director. I think you'll yeah. fucking hate it. Troy yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I want to know who the black dude is in the credits of Boondock. I say the motherfucker. You know, it, at the end where they interview all the people. No. No, remember how they interview him? Like, what There's is no it? black guys in Boston. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was when he went on a trip. That's before yeah, I yeah, used a couple to watch, months ago. That's huh? before I was trained to watch credits. No, I'm saying, like, you watch the credits during Boondock Saints and they're interviewing the people. I don't even have my Boondock Saints certification. Man, how the fuck do you. There's no. What? I didn't watch the credits. What the fuck? I didn't see any of it. That's before Marvel, dude. We didn't know to watch the credits. There's stingers before Marvel? Y'all gotta watch the credits. The credits. There's this black dude. Well, then I'd have to watch Boondock Saints. What's the fun in that? (laughs) It's a fun movie. I I refuse. (laughs) I thought Smokey and the Bandit taught us to watch the credits. Smokey and the Bandit. And Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And that's why you should watch Maniac, because Sally Field's in it. And she's fantastic. What the fuck? She was Boondock Saints? No, she was in Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, all right. It all goes full circle. Anyway, thank you for listening to my show. <laughs> Do you have a recommendation? Hmm? My show. Oh, okay. My show podcast. <laughs> yes? Hey, Ham. Just between me and you, I, I think maybe we get Carrie back in charge of, of the next show, especially since it's a third show, Ham. What do you think? I think you're right. <laughs> The ham sentient. <laughs> now I have to eat it. It has been ten years. <laughs> All right, you waited till the end of the episode for the celebrity star power. I'm so tired. 
Jimmy Martin <laughs> flying all over the world talking to celebrities. Uh, let's start with uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's as, of the, as of now, it's out. So definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, we got it was four different rooms. So it's always fun to, to get as many as you can. Uh, we'll start off with the directors. It's Phil Johnson and Rich Moore. So uh, here we go. Pleasure meeting both of you. Uh, first of all, I want to know who influenced you as directors growing up? Good oh, question. Growing up, that's a great, great question. Well, Steven Spielberg, I loved his Good movies one. when I was a kid and a teenager, like Jaws. That's the first Spielberg movie I can remember, and it terrified me mm. as a kid. <laughs> and it's still, to this day, one of my favorite movies. I go a little deeper into my youth, more like late teen years. I love Jim Jarmusch and the Coen brothers good one, and man. very kind of it, it 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 opened my eyes to a different world of cinema that I growing up didn't know about um, so those are like Jarmusch in particular I was like whoa you don't have to do it exactly by the rules this is crazy it was David Lynch people like that mm-hmm. really really blew my mind with what they were doing if you had to choose your favorite Disney princess who would you choose Oh man, that's a tough one. I love, I love Mulan in this. In I'll this give you two. Two. <laughs> I, would do, I would do Mulan and Moana. Oh, I good. really nice. like Moana and just Ali'i who plays Moana. It's just she's so talented and just Moana is so much her, you mm-hmm. know, as a character. Um, and, and then the same thing with the with the. Mulan. Yeah. I really think of Mulan as Ming Nan Wen, you mm. know, and I really, you know, just kind of love what she's all about. Uh, Vanellope, clearly. Yeah. Oh, that's favorite. a good one, <laughs> without question. And I like, I like Belle. I think Belle's pretty oh, great because she reads those books. Yeah, she likes the books. Now, you guys both, your major uh, part of your careers in uh, animation. Would you ever want to step foot into live action? Well, that's a good question too. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of an animation person, mm-hmm. you know, through and through. It it would have to be the right thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I've 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 worked in both animate animation and live action and and have worked with the best. Who are you? Oh. Oh. Thank and, you. But but think of <laughs> I'm I mean surprised I as you are. <laughs> I, I do think of it as as uh, I know it's been said a million times, but not as a genre, but it's it's a medium. And so whatever mm-hmm. the best way to tell whatever story I'm interested in telling, whether it's animated or live action, I, I only think about the story and mm-hmm. the characters first and then figure out how it's going to be shot or made. What about Clown College over live action or animation? Oh, actually going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I mean, that's... Because I can get you in. That's a given. That's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. It actually leads to my next question is, if you weren't doing this, ah, this profession, <laughs> what would you be doing? I Well, you said it yesterday that we were looking at a bunch of the, the products, you know, from the, the from the movie, the toys and stuff. I would definitely go into, like, collectibles or, you know, vinyl toys or something like that. I was a journalist for 10 years mm-hmm. and, and loved that job, meeting different people every day and being invited into the worlds of people I wouldn't know. So either that again or anthropologist or something. Yeah. They, they drummed you out of journalism. They right? did. I yeah. was I was forcibly removed. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question I have is it tells me a lot about a person. What is your uh, go-to karaoke song? Oh, God. I don't really do it that much. One, one of the best ones that I've ever done that I had the most um, 
success with was to serve with love, you know, as a duet with wow, a friend. Wow, okay. Yeah, and it came off great. The room loved it. It's a deep you know? cut. I yeah. had a, an Eddie Vedder phase where I could, I would do <laughs> Pearl Jam no matter what because, you know, I could get, the pipes, get right? especially when I had a, a little bit of a head cold or, yeah. or, or, or had been out really late at night, like that, that, uh, <laughs> Did you do a little bit? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Nope. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you guys. Pleasure meeting you Nice too. meeting All right. I always love talking to animated directors because the one question I always ask if, if they want to jump into the live action world, and they always get kind of nervous. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I just like animation. <laughs> it's easier to control the actors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Not going to get an argument out of Ralph. Uh, he'll, he'll come out of his trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> So the next one is, uh, like I said earlier in the show, uh, she I'd never watched Empire, but she scares the hell out of me. But she's super nice. It's Taraja P. Henson. And uh, she is she's just delightful. She just, like, cracks herself up. And so those are always <laughs> kind of the fun interviews. So here you go. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> if you had to choose two princesses from Disney to be your favorites, who would they be? Probably um, Cinderella and Tiana. That's a good one. If you had, if you weren't acting, what do you think you'd be doing? Probably a chef, because I love to cook, or hair and makeup. Nice. Yeah. What was it about this character that attracted you to the role? Um, I love the fact that um, I love her fashion, Ooh. but I love the fact that she's a boss. Like she runs her own um, website. Um, she is ahead of the curve. She has an eye for talents. Well, you know viral videos which yeah. has become a talent in a strange way in this world we live in today but um <laughs> <laughs> um i just i loved her i love it my favorite scene is um when sh- when ralph finds himself in the comment room and mm. for me that scene grounds the movie and it grounds her the character you know because he sees a couple negative comments about him and you know she tells him that it's not her him it's the people and yeah. I just thought it was a beautiful scene who influenced your craft um let's see <laughs> growing up I was into um a lot of comedians Carol Burnett um oh, Richard Pryor Lucille Ball um and then Betty Davis I was always told I had Betty Davis eyes so then I was like who is this <laughs> Betty Davis so I started studying her um um so many. Diane Carroll. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer uh, animation or being in front of the camera? I like them both. <laughs> um, animation, this is my first feature. I hope it's not my last because I really <laughs> enjoy it. And I'm a character actress and I have all of these voices and I would like to get them out of my head so that <laughs> I do it not crazy. But, uh. <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song is probably something by Jill Scott. A particular song? Probably, um, let's take a long walk <laughs> around the park after dark. Find a spot. Because it's all, it's all sort of like singy, talky, so yeah. I don't have to hit all the right notes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a key I can sing in, and it makes me seem like I'm really a really great singer. <laughs> Perfect. Even if they don't have it in the queue, I'll pull it up on my phone. Like, don't worry, I have it here. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure meeting you. Thank you, you too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Speaking of uh, cracking herself up, it's one of my favorite comedians. 
and uh and was it i think shannon said it's it's was it your go-to or what is it your, your freebie your freebie <laughs> if he ever gets a chance with sarah silverman he gets to go there i was talking with somebody the other day and they said that their freebie was john c Riley. i thought that was a pretty good pick wow yeah dr steve rule yeah <laughs> I so what yeah. his O face looks like. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> so uh, here goes Sarah Silverman. Pleasure meeting you. I think you were an amazing comedian. I'm curious, who made you laugh when you were growing up? Steve Martin. Oh, that's a good one. He's my number one. Still is. Um, Albert Brooks. Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah. Defending Your Life. Oh, my gosh. That's a one great movie. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that's a great it's movie. It's a fairly recent one. I mean, you know, but oh. yeah. Do you prefer performing in front of the camera or uh, doing an animated voice? I really like both of them. But the the great thing about the animated, and I know that's what everybody says, is that you can just come in and sweat. So, I mean, especially when you're a woman, it, it takes, you know, you're in the chair longer and it's... You know, it's it's nice, but it's, you know, it's more time, and I, I can't sit still so long. Yeah. So it's really nice to just come in, you know, roll out of bed and put on sweats. Although John C., who are, we record everything together, uh, wears, like, three-piece suits, and I always am excited to see what he's wearing when we record. He's, he's a dandy. If you can choose two of your favorite princesses, Disney princesses, who could you choose? I like... Uh, the one from Brave. She princess. <laughs> I think so. I like Mulan. That's a good one. Uh, if you could choose your favorite go-to karaoke song, what would you choose? Cruisin'. Cruisin'. Yeah, but the version that Gwyneth Paltrow sang with um, with um, Huey Lewis <laughs> in the movie duets, <laughs> the Smash Hit. <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> it's always funny seeing a comedian where they kind of have to put the the governor on, where they, they can't <laughs> let, let her rip, on, <laughs> yeah. especially in a Disney interview. <laughs> I'm doing a Disney interview because you know that you know. I mean, I, we've all seen her act. Yeah. Like you know, we know what's yep. really in that brain of hers. Yep. So, uh, so she was fun. Next one, it's Ralph himself in his three piece suit because he's a dandy. It's John C. Riley. Here you go. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks. You uh, too. <laughs> you're one of my favorite comedians, and I'm curious who influenced your comedic style. Well, Laurel and Hardy were That's a, a one. huge one when I was a kid. Uh, they were on TV a lot when I was little. Um, Gene Wilder That's was a, good one a too. big one. He was also someone that influenced me not just comedically, but just as a man, he was someone who was sensitive. You yeah. know, He wasn't afraid to show his emotions on screen. So uh, thanks to Gene Wilder, wherever you are, um, who else? Steve Martin. I mean, that's the first car- concert I ever went to was Steve Ooh. Martin. Uh, Let's Get Small and and Wild and Crazy Guy were very, very important records to me growing up. So those are a couple people. If you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Drama? <laughs> <laughs> um, or playing music? Or I don't know. Like, I, I tried it. I, you know, I wasn't always going to be an actor. When I, when I was growing up, I kept thinking I, I was... I started acting at a young age doing plays and musicals, but I, it wasn't like I was thinking, like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I, I didn't think yeah. you could do that. Yeah. Like, never thought I'd be lucky enough to make a living as an actor. So I was like, should I be a lawyer? Should I be a priest? Should I be? <laughs> you know, like, I was, you know, thought of a lot of different things that would use the skills that I had. But luckily, 
acting turned into my job, and uh, and the rest is recent history. <laughs> if you had to choose two different uh, Disney princesses, who would you choose as your favorite? Hmm. Well, Vanellope, <laughs> that would be one. Sarah Silverman like does an incredible job with this character. And she's so lovable. I mean, her and I both go, oh, so much when we see pictures of Ralph and Ralph, like Ralph putting Vanellope on his shoulder and that kind of stuff. Um, there's just something really sweet about their size difference. Uh, who else? Uh, Snow White was a pretty big one, you know? I really loved that movie when I was a kid. Um, in general, though, I think princesses is something that I didn't, didn't quite relate to yeah. as a boy growing up. You know, And to tell you the truth, I bet a lot of girls don't relate to princesses either. And that's one of the reasons that we look at that in this movie. We talk about, like, what are the unfair stereotypes yeah. of princesses? And, and what do girls... What do we really want to say to girls now in this modern age? Girls don't live in castles and big petticoats, and you know that's a that's a fantasy creation. So um, I think that's one of the cool things that Disney does with this film. It says like to, to it meets girls in a real place. Yeah, like you're a human being and you have needs and desires and 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 you deserve to have the life that you want to have, not a life that's dictated to you by some stereotype. What is it about this character that you love so much? Well, I love this guy's heart. You know, that's something that from the very beginning when we started developing this movie was I knew that the movie would be really entertaining and splashy and exciting and colorful and entertaining. Uh, but I wanted the movie to feel real emotionally. You know, I think I'm an actor who really I, I really don't like to let the audience off the hook is the way I put it. You know, if I'm doing something funny, I like them to feel like, well, it could get serious at any at any moment, or if I'm doing something dramatic, or it could get funny, you know. Like <laughs> I think that's the way life is, you yeah. know. Like, you never know, like whether something's going to strike you as funny or serious, or you know, uh, there's things are not usually one way or the other. So yeah. I, I like that, and I like that about Ralph that um, he's this big goofy guy, but he's, there's such a sweetness to him, and there's there's a lot of real friendship issues in our movie. We tell. Uh, the truth about you know yeah. we we don't avoid the uncomfortable moments of friendship when people are growing apart or seeing the world in a different way all of a sudden. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Thanks. You Thanks too. Much, <laughs> now, see, the first time I saw John C. Riley was I think it was in Magnolia. Mine was a movie called Heart Eight. But he was but yeah. he was a serious actor. So that's how Heart Eight is. And same uh, same director. Yeah. And that's that's why when he started doing comedy with Tim and Eric and, and all that stuff, I yeah. was I was completely blown away. Yeah, yeah. Had no idea that he was funny at all. Is it Paul Thomas Anderson? I think that's who, who did Magnolia. Those. Yeah, yeah. And so. and Heart Eight. Yeah, I think so. Heart Eight's a great movie. If you've never seen it, yeah. He plays a uh, basically how to like, screw over casinos. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's him and uh oh god, I know his, his name's Bookman on Seinfeld, but it's uh I can't think of the actor's <laughs> name. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there you go. That is the cast of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Be sure to check it out in theaters because it is out right now. Well, let's move on to Robin Hood. Robin Hood. So the question everybody asks is, do we need another Robin Hood? Yeah. And so, and I, that does come up in a few of my uh, <laughs> my, my uh, uh, interviews. And actually, it's going to be in this first one because it is a question to be asked. I mean, like, you know, we just had the Russell Crowe one. We've had yeah. the Kevin Costner one. There's actually Sean Connery played an old Robin Hood mm-hmm. way back in the day. And, you know, we've had the cartoon. We've had the you know, one from like the 30s. Yeah, there's been a lot. So uh, here is uh, the director, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Otto Bathurst. 
Bathurst? Bathurst. Bathurst. Uh, so Otto, hi. It's the, <laughs> the director of Robin Hood, and he is going to tell you why we need another Robin Hood. It's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the film. This thing is intense, <laughs> and it's about the action sequences is what I want to talk about first, is because who or what movies inspired your action sequences? No specific movies. So the inspiration behind, behind the action sequences is, is, is to make them feel as kind of visceral and as like you're in it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, when Taron's being shot at in the Crusades, you know, yes, it's bow and arrows, but... He could die. Yeah. So his emotional experience is is, is just as terrifying as it, is, as it is for a soldier fighting in the Middle East. Yeah. So how do we make those two things <laughs> feel the same? And when you're when you're chasing your your enemy on a horse, that's the 12th century version of chasing your enemy in a car. Yeah. So let's make it feel like a car chase because that's what a modern audience can relate to. Hmm. So constantly trying to make these these sequences feel very very resonant and you know and and and, and kinetic and kind of like like that you're in it rather yeah. than watching it. Gotcha. Is what we were trying to do. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know if it worked or not, but <laughs> no, I think it did. <laughs> One of the things I also love is the costumes, and I'm curious who inspired that, or like you know who came up with those ideas because it's they're just gorgeous. Yeah, well, it's it's really great to hear you love that because I mean, listen, the film is historically bananas. I mean, there's no historical, <laughs> and, and the costumes are clearly bananas as well. I mean, that's no way that's what they wore yeah. in the century. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point. This is not meant to be a history lesson. Yeah. This is not meant to be an historically accurate version of the movie <laughs> this is a modern take you know on on, on the tale because and, and and the robin hood story doesn't belong to any time anyway yeah. you know yes the hollywood versions of the movie and the british versions of the movie tend to you know focus but that story's been told for 600 years so there is no definitive version yeah. so why not just pick it up and dump it in the 21st century and make our own kind of mashup of it people are going to ask you know do we need another robin hood and stuff like that and i've seen it you know last night and like there's definitely a difference but I, can we get you to talk about why it's different that's, I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, and it's a question I asked when I was, you know, when I was offered the gig, you know, really, yeah. why do we need another Robin Hood version? But we do need another Robin Hood version because well, we need a version for the 21st century yeah. because there's more corruption, there's more, you know, there's more oppression, there's more injustice, there's more social inequality, you know, and when you've got all of those things going on, you need people like Robin Hood or Maid Marian or anybody who's yeah. going to stand up for truth and actually, you know, claim, the, claim that this stuff is wrong and, and, and this is oppressive, you know, this is unjust. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we'll always, while, that we are, while we always have societies being run like that, we'll always need the Robin Hood story. And that's what's, I think that's what resonates about this guy. You know, yeah. he is, he's, you know, he's the every man, he's, he's, he's a hero, you know, and we can all be that you know, yeah. if, if we stand up for what we believe in. Yeah. It's not a knock on Taron by any means because I love him, but I read that you waited for him for a long time. Like that, I'm curious, what was it about him that you wanted to wait for? The thing about Robin Hood is that is that you know he's the everyman you know yeah. and 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 so you know what we wanted to do was find a Robin that you know that that obviously was a brilliant actor and has the movie star charisma and the quality but also is somebody that you can relate to mm -hmm. and somebody that you can actually look at and go I could be that guy you know that that's that that's that's me that could be me yeah. you know and that was that's I think a quality Taron's got an amazing accessibility and likability that I think you know people will really really be drawn to. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. There you go. A director named Otto. Yeah. Never thought I'd see the day, just in Looney Tunes, perhaps, but not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so just like uh, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, four rooms, so it's always fun to get another one. Uh, this guy, I give him shit a lot because I hate uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and everything about it, and, uh, and he's the star of it. But uh, it's Jamie Dornan. 
Uh, but you know, you'll you'll hear it uh, in the interview. Like he's actually a really nice guy. So you kind of have to pull back the the reins and be like, <laughs> okay, maybe I should be complete asshole about it. But so here is Jamie Dornan. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, you played characters before uh, in this one that audience can, can love and also hate at the same time. Is there an yes. aspect of a character <laughs> that kind of draws you to the to the role? It's true. It's funny. I, I have. I feel like I have done that a few times now, and. Um, it's not. It's not intentional, you know. Um, <laughs> I just loved the the arc that this character went on from when we first meet him to the end of the movie, you know, without giving too much away. Yeah, it's kind of crazy where <laughs> where he starts and where he finishes, and that you know was enticing. And I do think at the at his very essence, he is trying to do good. I think he is a good person trying to do the right thing, but yeah. then things happen along the way that maybe <laughs> threw him off track a little, little bit, you know. <laughs> See, I was going to ask you that. That was my next question. Is, do you think your character is right? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I do think he's, yeah, I think he's got the people's interests at heart, but he's also got very much his own ambitions, and, you know, I think he's arrogant. And, yeah. <laughs> um uh, has a very strong sense of uh, uh, a desire f- to be in a powerful position. He wants he's power hungry, like sure. like a lot of people who are sort of in politics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, the, as like he's a politician, and most politicians are like that as much as they are about the people, and they they get into it for those reasons. Once they get into that game, and it all be- suddenly it all becomes like it looks more about them than the people that they're representing. Yeah, and then they change a little bit, you know. <laughs> and I think he's a good example of that. What was the most difficult scene to film? I I feel, I feel like the the when we ha- they have the big part, the huge party, and it's very you know extravagant. Them were around the uh, gambling table, and um, that was just there's so much going on in that, and. We actually had to reshoot it, I think. So I feel like if you asked who was in that, Ben, myself, Tim, Taryn and Eve, Fox wasn't there, but all those guys, I, I, we felt like we were on that set for a month. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, one of those things you're just like, oh my God, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't finished this scene. Yeah. You know, And it wasn't a complicated scene, but it, it sort of ended up being complicated. That was tough. We've obviously seen Robin Hood before. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you could remake one of your favorite films, what would you remake? Oh, I think it's tricky because, you know, on, uh, you just wouldn't want to <laughs> mess with what's already been done. But it's, it's Robin Hood because there's already been so many versions of it sure. that it, it feels like it's okay to just keep retelling that story and, and putting a different spin on it. But I have too many films that I love that I just wouldn't <laughs> touch. Badlands, probably Terrence Malick, Badlands. Oh, that's a good one. That's, inc- that's my favorite movie of all time. Oh, so, there you um, go. I wouldn't want to touch that. I'm no. not. I'm not remaking Badlands. <laughs> no, nobody will want to see that either. <laughs> and then one of my uh, final questions is, and I ask everybody this because I think it tells a lot about a person. God, oh god. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Earth Song by Michael Jackson. Oh. Because <laughs> um, it's just so funny and really hard to sing. And I think any Michael uh, Jackson song I think, is hard to sing. Yeah, but I think that's the idea of karaoke. You know, I hate when people are like, oh, I'm going to sing this really well. Yeah. I'd rather just make a total tool out of myself. It's not Star Search. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you, man. Cheers, man. Have a good day. See, Jamie Dornan is so nice yeah. because of Fifty Shades of Grey. Probably. He knows he has to be nice. <laughs> I kind of fucked up. If he walks into a room and goes, Fifty Shades of Grey, motherfucker. That, it's just like, you know. <laughs> not going to work out. Not going to work out. What's your safety word? What's your safety word? 
Uh, so there you go with that. Uh, next one. Uh, this is the second time I've interviewed him, and I apologize to you guys and, and Rebecca for not being able to answer, ask him any Captain Marvel questions. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. Because if you go back and look at my interview with uh, Ben Mendelsohn at Ready Player One, very short answers, kind of didn't want to, you know, you just, just yeah. got this feeling like, I don't want to be here kind of thing. And like, and he was nice, but just you got that feeling. So I wrote like eight questions. I think I got through three of them. You were counting on the short answers. Yeah. Okay. And so, and he, and, and the answers you're about to hear, he very intelligent and like, and they're well thought out answers. So uh, here you go. One of my favorite actors who plays villains, Ben Mendelsohn. Great to see you again. Uh, <laughs> you take a sip and wake up. <laughs> uh, the last time we spoke, you said that a great villain is someone who thinks that they're right. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. For this villain, was there anybody that you were channeling or an event or like a character that to, to get that rage? No, I, I, look, I feel what was lucky was that they, they, they have that scene. In fact, they kept that scene too. That, yeah. that scene remains in the movie where um, the sheriff uh, and, um, and <coughs> pardon me, Robin, who the sheriff's trying to draw towards him, yeah. have that discussion where the sheriff you know, basically tells him what it was like for him as a young person. Yeah. And it was pretty brutal. Yeah. And so you are able to kind of get this notion of someone whose re- reaction to that and reaction to the world around him is, okay, I know how to do this. Just be more brutal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. just get just get more than that. So those kind of things are a big help. Yeah. I mean, there are performances of the sheriff that will never be beat. No one's ever going to beat Alan Rickman, you know, in that trajectory. No one will even come close to him. I don't him. know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think... Well, you know, I think that, that, that if I remember rightly, it, a review from that time called it, you know, wall of death, you know, like a wall <laughs> of sound, like the Phil Spector wall of, it was called the wall of death effects. Of, and it's brilliant, you know. Yeah. I, so we're in a different wheelhouse. And I think we've, um, I think we did all right. <laughs> you know? Spe- speaking of scenes, because you talking about the one with Robin, the one that I loved was you and John. Because it just felt so evil. Like, yeah, did, yeah. It, did it feel that way on set? Like, it's very just, much. Yeah. Look, I mean, very much. And you know, I think you really get a sense of what a disgusting kind of a <laughs> a, a person the sheriff uh, is at that time too. You know, there there's a real sense of um, of that. But you know, I mean, that's one of the first scenes that we shot from memory. And, oh, really? Um, yeah, that was the first time I'd met. Uh, Mr. Fox and (laughs) you know and and, you know and I I go into a situation like that um, you know I'm not undaunted when I'm when I'm going to be working with you know such a titanic talent and um, you know presence as Mr. Fox and you know but the the great ones make sure there's space for everyone Sure. You know what I mean? He's Absolutely. really, you know, he's awesome. You're actually one of my favorite actors that plays villains. Is there any actors that like that inspired you that were villains? And Oh, yeah. No, look, there's been a lot of them. I mean, um, you know, there's a period of, of filmmaking around the, the 50s, 60s to the early 70s with people like Vincent Price, for instance. That's a good one. Um, you know, I, I adored um, Stephen Burkoff in his uh, villain period, if you like. <laughs> Alan Rickman, I thought, was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of... 
you know, uh, uh, Tom Wilkinson's villain in the Rush Hour movie is awesome. There's one line he delivers, which is just like, wow, <laughs> you know, where he says he's got the gun. And it's just like, no one ever, I've, how did you think of that? You know, so, but it's a, it's usually a compliment. Yeah. You know, I, I choose to take, whether I'm deluded or not, I choose to take it as a compliment um, being asked to play the bad guy. And, um, you know, I try to, you just try and do your best. You try and remember that there's an audience and you want the audience to get more value than they, you know, more yeah. value than they're asking for. You did a great job. It's nice seeing you again. Lovely to see you. Yeah, man. Have a great day. I think he should just be a villain in every movie. Is he going to be a villain in Captain Marvel? I think, I think in all the movies. He yeah. needs to be. He's a Skrull, I believe. Okay. In uh, Captain Marvel. So I know he's a villain in Rogue One. Yeah, he's and Ready Player One, and, and he then, there was this Netflix TV series that I watched him on where he was he was a villain for the first two seasons. He played an American, yeah, uh, and was just God. I hated him so much, but at the same time, you felt bad for him. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's that kind of an actor. He's you know, he's got a good memory too. I walked in, he's like, "We've met before, haven't we?" And I go, "Yeah," and he goes, before. "Ready Player One." Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I go, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and he's like, "I'll see you on the next one." I was like, "See you, bud." So. Uh, so there's Ben Middleton. All right, last one. Uh, it's the two stars. They put them together because if you've been watching them on talk shows, they are hand in hand just going <laughs> around the world. Uh, it is Taron Edgerton. Uh, most people know him as Eggsy from the Kingsman movies. Yep. And good old Jamie Foxx. So what I call them is Elton John and Ray Charles. <laughs> Everybody knows him as Electro from the Spider-Man. No, they don't. There right, you let's... go. It's nice to see both of you. Yeah. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy birthday. Thank so. you, sir. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. On this production, is there one favorite skill that you learned that you're going to take away with you? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to say that I've kept up with the archery, but I stopped when someone stopped paying me to do it. <laughs> 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 so, um, but uh, it was a great skill to learn. It's always wonderful kind of, you know, it's a wonderful part of being an actor, getting to do these things. Um, uh, but, yeah, I guess the, the archery, I mean... You know, if we were ever lucky enough to get to do this again, it would be nice to pick it up again. Cool. Same with you? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. For both of you, is it more intimidating playing a legendary folklore character or a musical icon? Um, um, I mean, they're, dif they're different things. I think, f in some respects, although Kingsman was the thing that broke my name, um, so people tend to associate me with, uh, with action, I would say that I feel uh, that singing probably comes more naturally naturally to me than being a than being an action hero. Yeah. So, in some respects, Robin Hood feels less in my comfort zone, and Rocket Man was something that I have felt for Ooh. some time. That is like my <laughs> you know I've like I was like a bull waiting to come out the gate. But yeah. I mean, but I um, but each thing presents a different challenge. And to be honest, the thing I love is to be able to do such vastly different things is is such a you know it's it's just so important to remember how lucky you are yeah. that i am that's me talking to myself not you <laughs> not all of us yeah. it's important to remember how lucky we all are lucky one same with you yeah it is almost exactly the same it's like you know music <laughs> and doing those types of things comes easier because that's what i was you know you know that's what we've been crafted and skilled to do and then when it comes to these you know, there's a there's a method to you know to doing action. It's it's yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's less words. It's simpler. It's you know. So it's you know you have to 
they have to figure it out. I, no, I saw it last night, so I know the difference. But people are going to want to know, like, what is the difference between this Robin Hood and what we've seen before? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of almost unrecognizable as Robin Hood in some respects. You know, it's it's a universe that Otto and the designers on the film have created uh, that's all all its own, really. You know, it's sort of set in the 1300s, but it's sort of also modern, um, and it's all designed to feel very fast-paced and high-energy. And, um, you know, the fight sequences feel far more like something from a modern war film than, than something period. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the previous iterations of Robin Hood didn't have me and Jamie Foxx in, so... Mm. <laughs> and then my last question is, I asked you this, one, uh, you this last time we spoke, and you gave one of the fastest answers I've ever seen. And it really? tells a lot about a person. Was it the end of the day? No, it was at Sundance. Uh, <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, yeah, it's still Faith by George Michael. Good job. <laughs> I actually did it on Carpool Karaoke the other day. Yeah. Oh, I'm probably should have said that. Oh, well, I've said it now. Do you have one for you? Do Me Baby. Nice. Bell Biv DeVoe. <laughs> I don't know that song. Mm -hmm. Pleasure seeing you guys. It's, 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 it's <laughs> All right, there we go. There you have it. All right, Jimmy. And that's not even all the ones I have in my I know. In my arsenal. Next week we got more. Next we got more, and then I've got one that doesn't even come out until January. Jesus. Yeah. Good old Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. They're coming. Have fun, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week for Geek Show. Thank you.